Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me and my very, very good friend, Kyra Morrison. That is I. And we have a guest this week, Kyra. We have a special guest. We have a very special guest coming like live from his lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's at least like a bit my lounge room too. That's true. Yeah, exactly. It's fair. like, you know, it's a dual ownership. Um, if anything, we've allowed you to be here. That's very true. Yeah, I'm I'm a guest in your home. Uh, we have a very good friend, Brendan Hill. How you doing, man? Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, good, good, good. It's good to have you on here. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, look, we're excited to have you, man. I've we're never good. yet cast a pod. Yes, <laughs> excellent. Well, like, no, well, you've come to the, it's the, the right first place time for so. everything. We we do okay. We do we do okay. You're not selling us already. <laughs> do he's I go- ever? He's going to leave. Do I ever sell He's got better things, things he could be doing, probably. He could be sleeping. I'm setting the bar low, Kyron, so okay. that eventually... All right, yeah. all right, all right. Um, I bought my pole. I bought my spotted <laughs> handkerchief. <laughs> awesome. All right, shall we launch into it? Who wants to go first this week? Look, let's be honest here. I'm only here to talk about one thing for what I've been playing. Yeah. So, you know what, Joel? You're going to tell us what you've been playing first. That's true, because I think there's going to be some shared territory over there. On, there'll, on be, the there'll be the overlap. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, this week I've been playing, I've I've only played one sort of like full-size legitsy game, um, which I'll get to shortly. I've played a couple of, uh, uh, mobile games this week. Um, I seem to be the mobile aficionado of the podcast. Um, someone's got to do it. And, uh, but yeah, this week I started off, I played, uh, Mini Metro, which is sort of like a hybrid of, uh, like, you know full legitsy game and uh, a mobile game. It was released on Steam uh, a little while ago now, I think. Um, it's by Melbourne... I th- yeah, don't hold me to this. I'm pretty sure it's a Melbourne dev studio. From oh, I'm holding you to it. Yeah, well, right. You should have vetted um, it. They're going to be at PAX next week. Maybe I'll ask them next week. <laughs> Clarification. Um, are you from Melbourne? Um, I want them to say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. They're like, no, we're from Sydney. And like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so it's by yeah, uh, uh, an Australian dev studio called Dinosaur Polo Club. Amazing title. That's, That's a cool. great name. It's a yeah, great, name. great, great. I love indie dev studio titles. Like their their names are the best. Um, and basically, Mini Metro operates like you create your own subway system. Um, so you pick a location. It can be like like London, uh, Paris. I think it, one of them is Melbourne. So that alludes me to the fact that they are a Melbourne developer. Um, I mean, you, they could be a Paris developer. Oh, a Paris sure. developer? No, I'm 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 ninety five percent sure they're Australian. Um, so yeah, you, you create your own subway system. So you have to connect point A to point B. Like it's that like the, the round uh, starts off by like you know, having two points appear, and um, it might be a certain shape, and they'll have like passengers waiting in it that want to go to a different shape. So like they might be it might be a circle station, and then like three squares will pop up, and they want to go to the square station. So you connect the circle to the square, but it's dragging your finger to it. Um, then the game starts to, you get more stations appear and you get more, you get access to more lines and, and carriages to equip to your trains and more trains to add to them. So you can have like two going at once on the one line uh, and you slowly build out and it becomes like your own little metro subway system. Um, and the game itself is presented like, uh, like those subway maps you'd see like on like, you know, like the New York subway or the, the, the London underground or whatever. And it's like a, like a, a subway map. It's very stylized. It looks great. It's very minimalist as well um and yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it it's really relaxing um does it get messy eventually <laughs> it, it, like it gets messy in like a really clean way that, that makes make, sense it doesn't make any sense so like there's lots of there's lots of stuff going on but then you start trying to go no like 
the, like the, the, the city designer in me starts to go, oh, I want, oh no, if I put it that way, oh, it'll look nice. Or if I go down that way. City designer Joel. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I don't ever city make planner. me a city planner. I'd be <laughs> awful. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. And you keep going and going and going until one of your stations eventually you know, closes due to overcrowding. And if that's the, the dialogue box is going, it's like your station is closed due to overcrowding um, and gives you a final score of how many passengers have, have ridden your uh, your subway system. Um, Do you think V-Line uses this? <laughs> oh, Jesus. God, no, this is, this seems much more organised. <laughs> this seems much more organised and I think things run more on time um, for the most part anyway. Um, for the it, most part. It, it gets, like, quotation, stressful later on in the game. Um, but it's not all that stressful. It's really relaxing. Um, the other thing I've got to write down as well, the, the music is all, um, for starters, it's by Disasterpiece, which is great. Two um, thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. So that's always, that's already a good thing, but everything's linked to, so the game starts and there's no music whatsoever. And then you connect your stations and then the train starts traveling. And as the train travels, it creates music very like, you know, atmospheric Disasterpiece-esque music. Um, and it starts making like noise, and then when it stops at the station, it stops again. But then you add more lines and more stations, and more th- more trains are going at once, and it sort of makes this sort of like cityscape, um, like soundscape soundtrack to the game. It's really cool. Like I, I, I don't normally play games with, on my on my phone with the sound on, but I at least had it always on, like slightly on, just so I could just hear it and um and pay attention to it because it was it really made it quite. Um, it added to the relaxing factor of it all. Um, As a general rule, if a game has a soundtrack by Disasterpiece, you have to play with the sound. Yeah, on. exactly. So that you know, it goes without saying. But um, it, it's yeah, it's really great. It's a it's about I think about seven bucks, eight bucks on the App Store, which is still pretty good considering I think on Steam it's going for about fifteen, um, fifteen fourteen bucks once the conversions happened. Um, but yeah, it's great. It, it is a perfect game to play on a train or something like that or while you're on public transport because it's like, you know, um, quick rounds after about five minutes, the round's over because eventually it gets to the point where you just can't manage it anymore. Um, and then you unlock more places to go to. I think there's like 20 different locations you can start from. Um, and they have like, they're slightly different. Not by much. The, the core game is still the same. It doesn't change, doesn't introduce anything later on um, that I know of yet. Um but the core game is still the same. Uh, it's great. I, I, I know I'm a big advocate for indie games, so you know I'm always always going to love it. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out, whether it be the Steam version or the the mobile version. I feel like it's a game that's perfect for mobile, though. Can I say that I love the idea of building a soundtrack as the game becomes more difficult and more yep. stressful? Yep. Because it in, encourages you to seek out that extra challenge because you. You're getting the reward live there. It's not yeah. just the score at the end. The reward's actually built into the game that you're playing as you're playing it. Yeah. And I love that idea. Well, that, yeah, it, it's great. And that, that is a good reward for me, for someone who doesn't really particularly... I, I don't really care about scores because I'm shit at games, basically, for lack of better <laughs> words. Um, so I'm not. I'm never going to be like, oh, I'm going to go for the top of the leaderboards. Like, and I, don't, I think there's leaderboards involved. I'm sure there is. Um, but that's what I mean. I haven't looked into it because I don't. I don't pay attention to that. I finished the game. I'm like, oh, cool. I've, I I ended my round. Great. I'll start a new one. Like it's it's not a big deal to me. I'm not like posting over Facebook and Twitter going, yes, got the high score mini metro. Like it's not a priority for me. So, um, but it's it's really good. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, the next game I picked up, I haven't had a chance to dive into it a lot, but 
the, the game pretty much speaks for itself when you first play it. Uh, I stumbled across the game whilst uh, trawling through my uh, my mobile game forums that I, I, I read. Um, I found a game called Oh Sir, the Insult Simulator. Uh, now, Oh Sir, the Insult Simulator is by Vile Monarch and Gambitious Games. Uh, it was spawned out of a game jam. Um, so I think it was like a 40 hour. I can't remember the exact game jam it was, but it was spawned out of that. And the, the basic premise of it, it, to sum it up, would if I had to sum it up in like one line, it's like it, imagine if you could play the uh, the insult argument sketch from um, Monty Python. So, yeah, done. Yeah, like so. It's 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 um very British, very proper, but also very rude in a very like you know traditionally British way. Um, basically, what it is, uh, the, the 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 core game mechanic in it is that it um. If you took maybe like the the uh, the messaging system from a from software game, where you only had a certain list of words and sayings that you could choose from to create your message, um, if you made that the core gameplay mechanic in making insults, that's how it works. Um, so you have like a list, like a pool. So you go one to one against like a computer AI, uh, local multiplayer, or I'm pretty sure it's got online as well. Um, you have like a list of words in the middle or like sentences. Like it might be like your mother or like your car uh, and then like, you know, like joining was like, yeah, and or is um, and then it'll have like other things like um, there's uh, smells of uh, elderflowers or uh, elderberries, sorry. Um, and things like that. So there's, there's obviously, it's very self-aware of the fact that it is based on that sketch and uh, and Monty Python in general. Um, like one of the locations you play in is, uh, is the pet shop and the, the little intro um dialogue you get is basically the uh you know i'd like to return my parrot please it's like what's wrong with it it's dead like that whole thing is like the intro part and the outro as well it references that um but you pick your words and you create your insult and then you basically duke it out you have a health bar at the top and once you've completed your you take it in turns picking words from the middle once you're happy with your uh insult you hit like send uh, and it reads it out to you. It's all fully voice acted, so it reads out every single thing. Um, and uh, yeah, you deal out points based on how well your insult was. Uh, and things like there's combos involved. So if you say I started a, an insult with your father, um, and then my next time I did it, I used your father in my insult as well. That's counted as a combo, and you get bonus points for doing that. Um, if you can figure out what their weakness is, your opponent's weakness is like some of them. One of them is like. Uh, She's uh she's very old and uh so if you insult her age, uh you get bonus points for that. Uh and the other one is is if you use uh rude things like you can end your thing with like you know you silly git or something like that. That's technically classed as a, a rude um insult. So you get bonus points for that. So you get it's got this weird like combo system related to it as well. It is the most bizarre thing. Well, it's not the most bizarre thing. I've played worse. Um. And not to say this is bad, but like it, it, it's so bizarre, but I love it. And it, I must admit there were many times where I was playing it in bed and had to stifle my laughter for fear of waking up my sleeping wife. Um, just because it, like some of the insults that I came out with were so ludicrous and it just made me laugh so much. Um, it's really, really cool. I think it's like three bucks on the app store. Um, and yeah, I like if if you do get it, let me know, and we'll, I'll try and tee up some sort of like you know, be able to play against you or have a have a match against someone or something like that. Um, 
and it's got like a, you can do a tournament and you go through a series of stages there's unlockable characters i think there's like six characters um they've got a time with shadow warrior 2 at the moment so you can actually play as low wang from shadow warrior um it's cool uh, it's really fun I, it, again it's a great mobile game you pick up play around it takes about five minutes to play a match um and yeah i'm really really enjoying it um but the last thing i've been playing this week i finally dove into starbound finally well, yes <laughs> so i just i wanted to wait for the full release guys i didn't want to be that's a, fair a like oh, i didn't wait for full release. we didn't wait for full <laughs> release. sort of regret it sort of regret it um uh, yeah, well, speaking of that, I'm kind of glad I did because I feel like that the game feels good. Like, I really enjoy it. Um, so Starbound, if you're not familiar, it's very much like Terraria, which if you're not familiar with that, is like a 2D Minecraft. <laughs> if you're you not go. familiar with Minecraft, then what is wrong with you? Where What rock have you it's been It's like Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a if you're not familiar Lego. with Lego, I don't know what to say. The, yeah. It's like, like Lego, but with YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's get, inaccurate. Get back That's... in the cryo chamber that you came out of. Accurate and, description. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's uh, it's basically Terraria in space. Um, I liked Terraria. I played quite a bit of it. Um, I was never good at it. It was that, that game is tough. It was really hard. Um, and it's the same with Starbound. Um, the thing about Starbound that I like uh, the most is the fact that it has quests. Um, and there's a lot of these sort of like open world sandboxy games that don't that that are built on make your own fun, which is great. And I, I see the appeal in that. For me personally, I get bored of that after a while, especially if I'm playing it by myself. Because I'm like, cool, I built this house. All right, log off. Um, see, my interest tends to, in those sort of games, tends to peter off at a point where I go, great, I turned a tree into an axe. Yep. What else are we doing yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's that endless, like, carrot dangling. It's like, yeah... But the, the quests are good. It's, it's actually kind of fun. It, it starts, very action-packed start, um, sort of inter- a, a tutorial system um, or segment. Uh, you start your graduation day from, like, space school. Um, and, uh, yeah, everything goes wrong and your ship, uh, Earth gets blown up, essentially. Uh, to be fair, Earth had it coming. Yeah, exactly. Those jerks. Um, and so you, you fly into your spaceship that gets destroyed and, uh, not destroyed, like, Barely held together. There's like duct tape and things being used to hold it together. Um, and then you have to beam down to a planet, find resources and try and rebuild it. Uh, and in the process, you start off on uh, an epic quest to uh, through the galaxy. Um, the difference between Terraria is you can travel between planets. Um, now, it sort of seems like what No Man's Sky was going for, just in a bit of a different format. Uh... It's... Yeah. So the thing I really liked about Starbound is that you, your ship becomes your home base in most cases. Yeah, so you can exactly. build a house on the planet if you want, but then you leave it behind because there's often not much reason. Well, when I was playing anyway, there's not much reason to return to old yeah. planets. But if you build your ship into that place, you can go wherever you want, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Much like in the infinite universe of other procedurally generated games <laughs> they don't matter yeah exactly i agree like i i started building a house on the, the the first planet that i beamed down onto and i got to the point where i'm like all right cool i've got all this crafting stuff in here and then i went exploring and then i was like it's gonna take me like at least 15 minutes to get back to that Ugh. beamed to the ship and then that's that was the moment where i realized what you just said it was like ah i get this now um and even like going back to the like the I can't remember what it's called, like the, the portal place 
do you go to? It's like the otherworldly, like spaceport essentially. That's like the, like the, the hub, hub world, world area, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's cool. Like I, I like you know the, the multi tool stuff. I like all the weapon stuff, which is what I liked about Terraria. All the weapon stuff is really cool. Um, I'm rocking a pretty sweet lightning sword at the moment. I got pretty early game, and it's like I think it's like a rare weapon, and I'm like, yeah, keeping this shit, it's doing me good. And when I say good, I mean I'm dying a lot and dropping a lot of shit. So many upgrade chips and stuff I've lost. I haven't upgraded hardly anything because I just haven't got the resources because I keep leaving them behind on planets. Um, but I'm about nine hours in already and I've only played it, I think I've played for like two or three days. Um, the last couple of days I haven't had a chance to play anymore, but I'm really enjoying it. Um I'm glad I brought my laptop with me back to Bendigo so I can play it a little bit after this wedding I'm going to tomorrow and come home and play some Starbound. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I, it'd be cool to see what it'd be like playing on like a, a multiplayer server and things as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's really fun. It's scratching that itch that I've... I just sort of... Ha- it was like Sunday night and I'm like... Oh. I keep hovering over the buy button on Starbound. I'm like... Oh. Do I'm, and then I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm buying this week, I'm buying it. Um, which then led to me to a hilarious situation in which Steam uh, decided to freeze in the processing payment segment. Um, and then when I went to check my library to see if it was there, I'm like, cool, it's there, hit install. It was like, ah, sorry, we're still waiting to, you know, finalise the payment on this. So uh, just wait a little bit. I'm like, cool. Went back to the storefront and it had gone back to like the confirm payment screen right, and hit confirm pay. And I was like, check my bank account. The money had gone. And I was like, Fuck. I sent Steam a message about it. And they were like, yeah, it's just sometimes it can take up to a couple of days. We can't do it. We can't Jeez. do it. They literally said, we can't do anything to speed up the process. You just have to wait it out. I'm like, so I'm sitting there looking at it in my Steam library every day. I wake up and just go, can I install it? Nope. Go to work. Come home. I was like, can I install it now? Nope. Okay, cool. Steam making you wait for it. Yeah, it did. And then like, just really making me think about my life choices. <laughs> That's a digital only future we're all so excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, waiting for the money to clear. Yeah. Unfortunately, your disc case won't open. Yeah. It could take a couple of days. So, yeah. You know, just... that, that duct tape is really tough. Yeah. Um, it's really on there. Yeah, but that's that's been my week. Um, played a bit more Overwatch as well. Not much, but played a bit more Overwatch. Had to mention Overwatch. It's a dialogue option staple. I have played zero Overwatch this week. I just want to be clear about that. I, it's yeah, zero Overwatch. Oh. We still love you. <laughs> I I fucking still love you. Um, cool. All right. So let, let's go, to Brendan. Brendan, what have you been playing this week, man? Oh, I've been I've been dabbling, dabbling. in a few games. Dabbling. I played. I picked up. Uh, isn't, dab, isn't dabbling what the kids are doing these days? Isn't that 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 thing that the the dabbling. That's what that's what came after Snapchatting and the <laughs> selfies. And the... Hi, but not Vine because Vine's dead. Not the Vine. Not the Vine anymore. Rest Reckon in peace. Six yeah. second videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I picked up Final Fantasy fourteen Heavensward. 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 That game. The Dragoons. The Dragoons game. <laughs> I picked up the Dragoons game uh, earlier this month when it was on that crazy discount sale just ahead of the Square Enix Live event, which worked out really well for me because I didn't have really much to play at the time. <laughs> so that's been really good. Um, just romping around being a cat man. Being, being an incredibly... I'm terrible. listening. Yeah. <laughs> 
He is a cat man. Yeah. He's got cat ears. He's got mm. a cat tail. Got a cat mm. tail. Interesting. Interesting. Terri- terrifying uh, black mage cat man in my pink tights and um bright, and bright pink. Currently pulling out my phone hat. and going to the PS the, the PSN and buying this game to be a cat man. <laughs> be a cat I mean, man. You, we won't stop you. Yeah, I'm 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 on board yeah. now. Being a cat man, riding my chicken. Um, <laughs> listen to that amazing soundtrack. Yeah, look, the game it's good. I've played a lot of MMOs in my time. I've put a fair bit of time, more time than I'd like to admit, into like. World of Warcraft, Old Republic, dabbled in um, Lord of the Rings Online, pretty much anything that came up. Which is interesting because, like, Kyron and I, like, apart from, like, Kyron with Final Fantasy fourteen, like, neither of us have really played me. Remember that, that glorious week where we played... I wasn't in... Is this the... I oh, they were I didn't play well. No. I played, actually, I played the Old Republic with this guy. Ah, there so we that's, go. That was my first MMO. Yeah. Not a big MMO person. So, it's yeah, it struck me. I haven't found the right one. But yeah. fourteen is good. 14 is solid. It's really good. I really admire that it has no microtransactions in it at all. That's a solid um, choice. I think maybe you can go to the to the Mog store and buy a mount. You can buy mm-hmm. like bits and pieces, but nothing like that's going to level you up. Yeah, you can't anything. buy uh, to the point where we've been staring at it because it's just <laughs> so much work to get from, say, 45 to 50. And the next story quests are always like just a couple of levels <laughs> out of reach. And we're like, oh, we have to run five more duty finders or something to get close to it. Can't we just pay ten bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt that way in a game before. Where's that um, booster coin? You yeah, yeah. Like, why can't oh. I do it? I want to. I want to get to that quest. But honestly, really enjoying it. Want to get to level fifty because they give you Magitek armor to oh. ride around on. Ooh. And uh, yeah, oh, that, like not not at fifty, but at the end of the story quest. But at least when we hit fifty, then there's nothing else stopping us from rolling through the rest of the core game story quests. And then you get to all the ridiculous grinding in the expansion, which yeah. we haven't even touched yet. <laughs> But that's been really good. Um, I've been playing. I went dabbled back in Festival of the Lost for Destiny. Ah, yes. I, I've been do, you know doing a bit of Destiny. We haven't really done much in the way of raiding or anything. But they've got or at all the, or at all. We yeah, never yeah, have. The, the, <laughs> that's I, not allude to the fact yeah. that we may have raided because we have not. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Rise of Iron Quest stuff is really good in that they give you more to do when you just drop in every week. They're like, well, okay, you don't want to run Nightfall Strikes or you're too much of a scrub. Why don't you just go and kill a thousand things? Like, I, I can kill a thousand they things. They, 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 will give you, they will give you challenges tailored to whatever your time or your ability is, which is, again, it's, it's a very MMO sort of thing where you find out which parts of your market are not sticky and then you apply glue to that yep, section right. and you, you get... You get rewards for them. I will never get my Trials of Osiris sweet Anubis hat. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm resigned to that. You need to accept it. Because I'm a scrub lord. Yeah, so, but instead, on. they're like, what if we give you this chainmail armor that you can get from just from playing Rise of Iron and doing enough act, just generic activities? I was like, well, you know, I'll take the chainmail armor if I don't get my sweet Anubis head. And the best part about that is, though, like with Destiny, I haven't played any of Rise of Iron, but the best part about what you're saying there is the the strongest part for me personally with destiny was the fact that it just felt good to play yeah that's it the 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 minute to minute the gameplay loop the getting headshots watching them pop off and their heads go like the little blue gas come out or whatever is just solid like it's that bungee gunplay magic everything's good and if you play well for about you know for two and a half minutes they let you be a Goddamn Sith Lord for like yeah, for, yeah. for like thirty seconds, and then you go back to having a fun gun game no, again. I, I get to be angry, fire for yeah. You get to, yeah. you get to, you get to be grumpy for life. Like, 
Have but it. basically, you just yeah, you 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 fight things on your terms for a while, then you're an angry god, and then you go back to <laughs> then you go back to your terms. That's your reward for playing the game. It's yeah, true. it's good. I yeah. like it. Uh, and they are they they are patching the loot and everything like that, so that's good. Um, I haven't done a lot for Festival of the Lost because again, my biggest problem with it is they take everything off you at the end of it. They go play for this five days um, or this seven day duration, and then they take it all off you again yep. at the end. There uh, is a really cool sparrow that is a broomstick. Yes, you can and get a sweet witch broomstick. There is a there is a petition mm. to, to Bungie to keep it. There, there better is be. a massive petition out there. I saw the other day someone saying, we need to keep this in the Why game. Why can't real. we keep it? Why not? It's fun. It's, and it's not game... It doesn't affect the game no, it at doesn't. all. It just Unless, looks sweet. Yeah. Oh. Um, and what else have we been doing? I've... Tri- uh, tripped back to um, Shadows of Mordor a little bit nice. um, for a bit of a tool around because uh, I love the Nemesis system. So, uh, it's one Solid. of the best things to come out of this generation of games. So it's just like, guess what? It's not just consequence when you screw up a mission. It's actually the games adapting to you, or you, or you. If you really want to get into it, you can control your enemies. You can control what you want to face later on by picking your targets and being like, and, and just doing a little bit of nation building. And no <laughs> one, no one has copied this yet. It, yeah. That baffles me. That game's what two years old now. Like the, yeah. no one's adapted that into their games. It seems like it seems like a sure bet. It seems like a sure thing that Ubisoft games should have implemented oh God, at yeah. some point. Like, Absolutely, that's something that should have been folded into their generic like mop Assassin's and bucket Creed collection. Like that, yeah. that would be perfect for Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like, it would work. That so is well. exactly what that. That's basically what Shadows of Mordor is. It, but yeah, oh, no one has, and so I go back to that for my uh, for my little fix of. Stabbing some orcs and pretending not to stab other orcs until I want to stab them later. Yep, cool. Um, and then the rest of my week, uh, I'm going to pass on to Kyron because he was there oh. watching me die. Let me tell you a tale because when we started this podcast, Dark Souls 3 was already out. I didn't get to tell everyone how much that game is amazing and brilliant and almost definitely my game of the year. I'm almost certain that you've, you've <laughs> spoken about that. Surely that Dark Souls has come up. At one point, in our Origins episode, I'm fairly oh, certain. Oh yeah, but I, I, I've not talked at length about Dark Souls 3, which I still won't do. I'll say that for the Game of the Year edition. Oh, hey. <laughs> but uh, it got new DLC this week, the first of two planned expansions, The Ashes of Ariandel. I'll tell you what, it's really good. Uh, I'm shocked, guys. I know. I'm shocked that I know you you're say surprised. That. I know you're shocked. <laughs> what I will say, like... Before I blow and like blast into it, I don't think I liked it as much as like the Dark Souls Two DLC or like the old Hunters or stuff like that. Ooh, old Hunters was bigger, but we only got one. Exactly, we got one for that, and it was priced as such. I just as much as I loved it, like it was kind of like you know two bosses. Mm, oh, two. I mean, that's a good thing about <laughs> Souls though, because you get to the end, you're like, man, I wish there was some oh, more Dark Souls yeah, right well, here. Like, there's no, there's not really an amount of bosses they could have given us we would have been satisfied with. <laughs> no. It got. To, I finished that DLC. I'm like, cool. So uh, where we're off to next in Dark Souls? Nowhere. But I need more Dark Souls, <laughs> guys. Guys, you can you can help me through the old Hunters DLC because I still haven't technically I'd, started it. I'd offered. I've offered so many times. I know. I know. I really need, well, actually. We should do that after Pax is over. We should I'll reinstall Bloodborne. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm Let's in. do it. Uh, but yeah. So basically, Ashes of Arandel takes place in a new painted world, which is likely to get some ears pricked if you play Dark Souls 1 and it's a really cool sort of like snowy location like the, like the very first area you drop into is like a snow forest with poor visibility 
which was really sort of eerie at first because I was kind of walk. I, I, you obviously approach Dark Souls carefully. <laughs> like you don't. I mean, you can run straight in if you want, but you're probably gonna die. It's not gonna help. Yeah. No. So you know, it's just like sort of like walking through and going. This is really cool. Like I don't feel completely safe as I shouldn't. And then we saw we started seeing like the figures of like the soldiers with their shields, and I'm like, what the fuck is that guy? Next thing I know, he's throwing a fucking harpoon at my face. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> And it hurt. It hurt. <laughs> well, technically, you probably did see it coming well, towards okay. you. Well, okay. By the time I saw it, it coming, yeah. it was already hitting me. <laughs> and I'd taken Dark Souls amount of damage. Yep. And knocked on my ass. Dark Souls New Game Plus <laughs> 4 or 5 yeah, okay. or whatever we're up to. So that's the other thing. When we started to do it, when we were like, yeah, DLC. I started up my game the morning of the DLC coming out going, cool, what are I going to get to? What am I going to do? And when I clicked continue, it was my character waking up at the start of the game. And I was like, okay. We're doing this. We're doing new game plus, plus, plus at this point now. Oh, but yeah, we got there in the end. We, we've conquered the two bosses. We've seen all we can see. We collected a bunch of new weapons. Like, there was a really cool, like, rapier, I guess, like, I don't know, what would you yeah, call it? Like, like, like barbs? Like, darts? Like, yeah, like a... a rapier in one hand and, like, ninja, like, kunai. Yeah. Or, like, like so throwing like, daggers in the other hand. You've got, like, poke, you've got the poke move set of a rapier and, like, with the weapon art, you're, like jump up and throw out like daggers and stuff like, oh, do you, when you throw do you like and like jump up do you like pause in the air as you throw it for like, like a, a it's like a phrase, yeah, it's really like, small but it's there and it's really I'm, cool I'm it's excited like, to see cool. people much better than me use that to dodge attacks well that's the other oh. thing well, this, this DLC also adds a PvP arena which I haven't tried yet because um, I suck and they're gonna kick my ass <laughs> But it's also we just, we just enjoy video games. We're not mm. good at them. Like that's, that's I mean, I'm, thing. I'm okay at Dark Souls, but there are the people who play PvP are much better than I am. And also, we live in Australia, so yeah. we are immediately hamstrung by shitty connections. Hey, I, the only time that I had a successful like invasion in Dark Souls Three, I won it <laughs> because of shitty internet. Because I kept lagging out, <laughs> and it worked in my favor. Where he couldn't lay an attack on me. He kept, like, he was hitting me. His, his weapon was going straight through me. Wasn't doing any damage to me. And every time <laughs> I laid a contact with him, it I... was dealing damage. And I was like, oh, I feel so sorry for this poor as, soul on the other end. As someone who's probably been flipped, I can only imagine the profanities being directed at his TV. I, I must admit I was giggling a little bit. I was like, <laughs> But, but, uh, yeah. yeah, so we won't. I don't want to spoil too much of the DLC because it's, it's kind of fresh still, and maybe some people haven't really beaten it. But I, the bosses that are in it are really cool. The entire environment, like the way you kind of go from like snowy forest side, full of wolves, wolves. surrounded by the house of wolves. You know, like what? what? Wolves like, already sounds terrifying. It's it's really cool. Like I remember, like, we we walked up the hill and I saw some wolves sitting down. I'm like, are they going to be cool? Are they cool? And it's we, unlikely they were ever un- going to be cool. It was unlikely, but I don't know. Sif was, he was all right. I had to kill Sif, but yeah. I felt bad about it. Yeah. But so we were like, you know, we'll edge towards them and then they howled and ran at us and oh, we had to kill a lot of wolves. There's a lot of wolves. There's a lot of wolves that are dead now because of us. That's we, a lot of wolves. There was a lot of wolves. Uh, but yeah, like the way you go from that, then you kind of go through a really gross village full of horrible bird people. Yeah, it's it's the rock. Yeah, it's, it's the, 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 the rock. Yeah, like, this painted world, and then you're in like the the bowels of a castle full of fly monsters consuming the rock. Oh god! It's, it's like it got very bloodborne. It did like the oh. very like when you get inside, and it's really dark, and you've got your torch out. It's like 
Hello, I can hear fly monsters, but I can't see you. On a scale of one to like creepy face monsters from like OG Dark Souls three, like what what are we talking here? Uh nothing really like that. Honestly, I didn't think it was ever really close. But I, the flies just made me feel uncomfortable. We're not we're not getting to the point of like the pig covered in eyes oh, in Bloodborne. When that, oh. when, that, when that pig turns around, when you're like. This is a pig. I've killed plenty of these. Oh. Visceral hit. It survived. It turns around and it's just a pig with a face full of eyes. And you're like, oh. I nearly dropped my controller. Like, I was uh, not what I was I've got to go. Uh, I've, got to, I've got somewhere to be. It's you not got to here. be out of here. I'm like having PTSD like flashbacks to that. <laughs> but yeah, oh man, yeah. just the moment to moment again, like in Dark Souls, it's just something special. Yeah. Like just having a new, like cracking open a new area in Dark Souls and going, oh, I'm going to get real cozy in here. Mm-hmm. Going to get killed heaps. Don't yeah. even going to care. Not going to be mad. I'll live this place like, in my corpse. They, yeah. they give you so many tools to play with, like new weapons. There's some new armor sets that look pretty neat. But yeah, the new enemies and the bosses are where it's at. For sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, and some great boss fights too. Like from are at the top of their game at the moment. Like um, some of their DLC has been so inventive on the boss fights which is not everyone goes oh Ornstein is more best boss fight in video game ever and yes it's great I love Ornstein and it is the best boss fight yeah, yeah okay hang on okay, put it down, put it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying it's, 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 you know, it's the best one but it is the best one I'll fight all of you but, but I won't fight Ornstein and Smoke because they'll kill me again but then you have like um, the Dark Souls 2 DLC, which, every, which a lot of people and the internet at large considers not as good a Dark Souls game. But the Crown of the Old Ivory King, one of the DLC packs in that, had an amazing boss fight that built on everything that you've achieved and discovered throughout that area. You got to... It affected how the boss fight actually went. Um, and just just really inventive, clever stuff like that. Building on more... Like this game also has... Oh, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not to talk about. What, what There's a particular about? fight that you get into... Where if you are a scrub lord like me, and you, and you, you you cruise around with a with a sunbro, there's particular fights you get into that don't work like they should. Um, against the, I, I'm not going to drop any spoilers, but it's it's really good. There's 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 areas where your friends can't help you in this game. Oh, yeah, no, there you go. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. okay, yeah, I know. There's, yeah. there's the, a, an interesting NPC you encounter. Yeah, the um. The, the, shine, the shiny pebble drops. Um, <laughs> yeah, but look, honestly, I was really, really impressed with it, and I just love seeing not just not just more damage, more health enemies, and more damage, yeah. more health bosses. Yeah. I like seeing from getting inventive. I like seeing them having more room to stretch and grow. So, like, oh, you're in on Dark Souls three. You enjoyed the first game. You're dropping money on this. <laughs> Try and fight this thing. Great All job. Right, bring it on. I'll <laughs> that, that seems to be what From does so well, though. It's you know they do obviously they do do the whole like more damage more health mm. like you know that that old trope but they always try and put a spin on it that like you know I remember you telling me before I even played before I played Bloodborne which was my first from game but um like hearing you talk about I think it was Dark Souls two one of the DLCs where they actually took enemies that were in the original game and then retooled them oh, based on game plus uh, yeah on no. the analytics that. That like they had they got they got oh, data yeah, yeah. back from yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah Skull of the First Sin Edition where yeah. they were like ah oh, yes yeah, so this is where they don't think there's gonna be an enemy there's an enemy there now yeah yeah deal so they, with it they, and also <laughs> their their aggro leash was huge yeah. that would chase you forever yeah so like that that's really cool that they, they you know they're always just trying to turn things on their head and even with with Bloodborne they were like all right cool you played in you know, Dark Souls the, the, those games are out now cool awesome it's all about sword and board and like being very strategic and very 
careful with your attacks and your movements. Now it's just like fucking move around, hit as much as you can, and just yeah. dodge, 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 yeah. dodge, dodge. And um, then Dark Souls Three takes that and the Bloodborne good things and just pushes them together. Yeah. With that all in that from style. Um, which again is something I was talking to Karen about the other day. The number of times I've been killed by from bosses because I'm just gaping, being like, <laughs> that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> and especially in this DLC, there's a lot of, like, in particular, there's two amazing looking moves that the, the main boss of the DLC does. That I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, wow. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, well. I have no regrets. But, but anyone that's finished um, the, not the, not the secret final boss, but the last boss fight of um, the story boss fight of Bloodborne uh, oh. Stella amazing Real, like just so cinematic so gorgeous to watch that and was, I was yeah. killed by that guy so many times just because he'd do a move and I was like that looks great oh okay oh, I goes, died yeah. there goes all my health yeah, that, there was, goes all that of was it. really yeah that was yeah. a really cool fight uh, and the way it was set as well yeah. it just looked like oh. Even, and the first time I fought Gwyn in um, Dark Souls 1 I'm like wow this soundtrack is great oh I'm being picked up and I've been exploded <laughs> I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> see, and that's and that's sort of the thing. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to like shine the spotlight on Dark Souls and be like, huh? But do you really remember walking through the fog gate and really fighting Nishandra in Dark Souls Two? Not, not as a final boss, no, no, no. not really. And again, Dark get... Souls Two is the DLC in Dark Souls Two is so good. But if you if you play Dark Souls Two and it's like, oh, I don't really like this. Try the DLC. It's great. Yeah, get Scholar. Scholar the first scene is good. is definitive, and it's got the best new game plus of any. I'm any so, from game. I I'm don't so, understand why the other ones don't have the red phantoms and the remixed gear. I'm so sad that Dark Souls 3 didn't do it. That's my one complaint about that game, but it didn't do that. I also want to also just quickly point out that I actually, even though we're still sort of piecing together the jigsaw puzzle that is the story of the DLC, it's interesting. It's dropping like little interesting little breadcrumbs. Yeah, and it feels, I don't know whether we're just not good enough at finding stuff out, but it feels unfinished. Which is interesting. Not, not like it feels intentionally unfinished. Like they're leaving a hook or or a dovetail for the for a next part. And if we get overarching story like that, outstanding, (laughs) fantastic. Yeah, so it's like the DLC, like the because they like obviously said they're doing two parts. Yeah, DLC. So yeah, it's not entirely out of the question. Like that's cool. Even the Dark Souls two DLC, whilst they didn't really have like connecting direct narrative threads, like they were all themed. Like it was Mm. it was the, the crowns. So. We'll see, but um, obviously I'm ready for whatever From's going to throw at me next. Bring it on. Maybe we'll see it at PSX. Maybe fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Blub on two. Yeah. Yep, man. I oh please. Boy, anyway. I hope your audience really like From Software. <laughs> <laughs> it's Karen's been very reserved. To be fair, Karen's been very reserved talking about From Software stuff. So it's From Software are wizards. Yep. Yep. Uh, and as, as as he said, I'm sure it's gonna we're gonna have a bumper episode about that when our game of the year is so the game around. of the year because unless unless it gets knocked off by a certain Square Enix game in a couple of months time, I'm pretty sure Dark Souls good. Nah, mine's locked in. <laughs> it's pretty easy to figure out what mine is. But yeah, that's based honestly like that's the majority of my week has been spent. I picked up Xenoverse two today, but I've only spent a couple of hours with it. What I can say that punching Yamcha is still as fun as ever. <laughs> Stupid Yamcha. <laughs> uh, watching you collect, like, deliver milk for Krillin was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that. I also delivered milk. And it's, you haven't, you think you've seen everything, I and mean, then you see a member of Freeza's race running around, or skipping around, skipping. with a milk crate that you're delivering for Krillin, and you're like, Dragon Ball. <laughs> this is Dragon Ball. I'm playing Dragon Ball. 
What are this? <laughs> I'm going to go punch Yamcha some more. Dragon Ball, <laughs> deliver milk. I don't know. And when the game says press X to skip faster, and Kyron's like, I don't want to do it in case I jump and drop the milk. That's your risk reward. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, you jump and drop the that milk. The stakes have never been higher. <laughs> so From Software's got a bit of a hand in Xenoverse 2. Like, From yeah, Software's got a lot to work towards, man. Yeah, like, yeah that's tough, man. I've never had milk in trouble. And in you're not even allowed to cry over it. <laughs> <laughs> you drop that milk, that's uh, it. You're done. Oh, boy. Shall we get into some news topics? Yeah, let's. Sure. Let's jump in. Let's dive in. Oh, so, Should we come back to Dark Souls at some point? <laughs> <laughs> we are diving in head first with this first one. This is breaking. It's it's this, it's breaking, but it's so weird. It's so bizarre. Uh, as we were getting everything set up and ready to roll, uh, Kyron saw a tweet posted by Hello Games. Blindingly fast. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, the tweet reads, No Man's Sky was a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, let that one linger there. Let, let that one just linger a little bit. So the tweet went up. It's obviously it's been pulled down now, and Hello Games's Twitter account has gone private, which you know, it's weird. We now we have we have uh, we found out since, but apparently the tweet came. It was the account was hacked, mm-hmm. and it was from a uh, disgruntled employee or former employee. Either way, it's a really weird situation. So they say hacked. But like disgruntled former employee, basically, Hello Games forgot to change the password on their fucking Twitter account. What Murray said in the email, but like, because well, um, I think it was Mashable reached out to Hello Games, and Murray apparently responded in an email saying the tweet came from a disgruntled employee. We're currently trying to solve the issue internally. Yeah. So the tweet's been since removed, and uh, the Hello Games, is now yeah, it's private. So. Did Murray say it was from a disgruntled employee or a disgruntled former employee? Or are we just assuming former he, after he's, that? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I mean, if, yeah. they were, if they weren't former, I'm sure they are. Uh, yeah, Murray but... said disgruntled employee, but, so, you know, there could be that. I'm surely it's, in, it's former now. By yeah, now, no, that's... I'm just, that's a, it's an important word use because that would imply that's if you've true. got a 10-person team and suddenly you've got former employees. That's very well, true, yeah. I'm sorry, but there's been another level to this. <gasps> We've got to go deeper. Hang on, Sean Murray is on Twitter. Whoa! He p- proof of life. He Whoa! P- he posted this about 28 minutes ago. Server hacked. We're binging Mr. Robot episodes as quickly as we can, looking for answers. <laughs> Episode five is a cracker. <laughs> Look, say what you will about that man. I still wow. fucking think he's great. That's honestly like that's. That's a that's a good way to approach it. Honestly, that's, yeah. Well, that's how else are you gonna do yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's well, because Sean Murray's been like radio silent since, yeah, exactly, on Twitter at least since the eighteenth of August. Yeah. So like, I there's mean, nothing for him there. No, there's not, nothing, nothing for him to come back. No, no, absolutely not. And like, why? Why would you come back? Like, why would you come back to this? Like, you know what that's gonna be. It's like I'd rather just sit back, focus on what happened, and try and move forward from it. Um, I look. I just. Say what you will about the whole situation. Like, yes, it was a debacle, to put it lightly. I like, I just, I feel for the guy and I feel for the team. I really do. I, do, I feel bad because, like, obviously that that tweet you posted, like the second response is your game was a major flop. D- yeah, and that's like, yeah. Like this, lots of games are major flops. They are, and like regardless, I I obviously have issues with No Man's Sky, but man, that like, why would you go on social media if the set like if the second thing you're seeing is your game sucked? You're like, oh. 
and cool, you, I guess. That's glad good. I came back. Good. Like, do you mm-hmm. really do, do you really walk away from that? Like the person who posted that tweet, do you just walk? I know this is not going to sure, change anything. Yeah. yeah, walk away. Just gone. Yes, yeah. my work here is done. Oh, like he came back to Twitter and I abused him immediately. Yeah, oh fuck, it. got him good. Yes, like, mum, you won't believe what I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's that's the thing. Like, can we all just fucking grow up a little bit? Uh, it's it's a not shame. much, just a little bit, like a little bit, like a tiny little just bit. a smidge. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah. that was an interesting bit. It happened like it happened like half an hour before we started. Yeah, so. it was it was it was Ooh. super fresh. That that cut is fresh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that will, I'm sure we'll probably you know. Things might come out about that in the next week, so if it does, I'm sure you'll <laughs> might squeeze it into next week's bumper episode that's going to be well, episodes that's next not, week. Yeah, next week's going to be a thing. We'll um, we'll happen. talk about that towards the end. Uh, what have we got next? Oh Jesus! Next so one? it doesn't get much better. Either. <laughs> We're <laughs> coming out the gate running here. The next one is the juicy one. Oh yeah, because the next one is uh, Bethesda basically saying that hey, when we put out Doom earlier this year. And we sent out our review copies about 24 hours before the game came out. That worked out really well for us. So that's our policy going forward. But basically, review copies for games from Bethesda going forward will not come out more than 24 hours before the actual release of the game. Um, so I thought it might be nice to sort of uh, maybe read... Come on, laptop. There we go. I think you mean Edge. Come on, Edge. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm using a terrible browser. Um, I thought I might read this out. It's quite short. Um, but the the post that they posted is entitled Bethesda and Game Reviews. Uh, and they write, At Bethesda, we value media reviews. We read them. We watch them. We try to learn from them what uh, when they offer critique. And we understand their value to our players. Earlier this year, we released Doom. We sent review copies to arrive the day before launch, which led to speculation about the quality of the game. Since then, Doom has emerged as a critical and commercial hit, and is now one of the highest-rated shooters of the past few years. With the upcoming launches of Skyrim Special Edition and Dishonored 2, we will continue our policy of sending media copy uh, review copies one day before release. While we will continue to work with the media, streamers, and YouTubers to support their coverage, both before and after release, we want everyone, including those in the media, to experience our games at the same time. We, un- we also understand that some of you want to read reviews before you make your decision, and if that's the case, we encourage you to wait for your favourite reviewers to share their thoughts. Skyrim Special Edition releases globally on October 28th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Dishonored 2 releases globally on November 11th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Now, there are a few bits in there that are interesting. Like, I, might, I want to start off with this. So... If you if if Doom wasn't as good as it was, do you think this would have been an issue? It's, do you think this would have come up? It's hard to say because again, it's like obviously Doom was a success, so they, mm. they I I guess they lucked out there. I think honestly, if Doom hadn't have been good, they may not have really bought this policy on because it just worked out for Doom. Honestly, or the thing is that they might have bought this policy on, but they wouldn't have made a big fucking song and dance about it no, like I they do. have. I think they're using Doom as an excuse. Exactly, yeah. that's because exactly what I think. The, the sentence there about it led to speculation about Doom being the quality of the product. There's a reason why people speculate about the quality of your product when you don't let anyone review it before yep. they're expected to pay for it. And yeah. all you really show is multiplayer footage. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, 
I loved Doom. Doom, Doom was great. great. I was so impressed with that. I'm one of those chumps who really enjoyed Doom 3. Like but. back in the day, but man, Doom twenty sixteen was the best end to end. Oh, it had such a good time. It was with solid that game. from that yeah. first shotgun pump, like the yeah. end of the oh, music, was, the start, yeah, that like, was it. the guitar, yeah. solid. Um, Rip and tear, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. But that was that was solid all the way through. But you, this doesn't inspire confidence. It shows that you don't have confidence in your product, or that you feel like you don't need to have confidence in your... And honestly, exactly. they don't need to send out review copies of no, Skyrim, they... which ties into the later part of that comp thing, one that I've seen where they say, we want everyone to enjoy it at the same time. Yeah. So there's no spoilers or anything. It's Skyrim. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's Skyrim. Hey, man, like... you d- 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 Dragon Ball... I don't know. I don't care. I've, I've, <laughs> I haven't played it yet. That's true, actually. All I right. still haven't played All it. Right. I am, I am the, like, I'm one of about six people on this Joel, planet that has not played Skyrim Joel, yet. I promise you right now... I would spoil Skyrim for you if I could remember anything about <laughs> I And if you did, I honestly be like, oh, cool. Like, I, I'm still probably going to play it eventually. There's one like, the really important dragon in it. Yeah. There's a really important dragon. He's stolen power from the other dragon. No, that's Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, sorry, back it up. That's Dark I Souls thought you were going to mention the dragon that was voiced by Mario. <laughs> there is a dragon voiced by Mario. Wait. Not not with the Mario voice, obviously. No, no but it's that's what I want. Charles Martinet did the voice of a dragon. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Well, he did. Uh, he did excuse a me, while Martin. I go and purchase Skyrim Remastered <laughs> now. Oh, you played right into Bethesda's hands. Fucking if they remastered that entire game and just had Pothernax have the Mario voice, <laughs> <laughs> no, fifty nine dollars. Because the thing is, that when I play that game, clearly the first mod that I'm going to download for it is the Thomas the Tank Engine Dragons one. <laughs> Because when yeah, I saw that video, that's the first one. It, yeah, that's not, not not Macho Man Randy Savage. That, Randy oh, Savage Dragons. That's tough. No, actually, I think I it was like twenty solid minutes of laughing when I watched that fucking Thomas the Tank Engine one. But we digress. I digress. Come on. Yeah. The bottom bottom line is that skepticism about the quality of your game and the actual quality of your game are not related. No. It's them coming out of the gate just going, see, like, we were right to hold off. Like, it doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter. So you it's can like, trust you... us to always release good games yeah. because this one that we did was good. You fucking lucked out, Bethesda. That's what it was. You, you also out. released Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Which, again, really enjoyed it. Really... None of the Fallout games have been super playable day one. No. No. So, if I could, if I was a publisher and I didn't want my games to be called out as really enjoyable but ridiculously buggy messes, I would be Bethesda. Yep. <laughs> I, and the thing is, too, from everything that I've heard about people who've had hands-on with Dishonored 2 so far, it's been a resounding, eh. I don't... It, yeah, it's... It's been like... It's been like... It's good. Like... But the stuff that, like, you know, they've been saying is like, you know, yeah, this isn't what I thought it was going to be or, like, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not going to fucking break any, like... It's not going to shatter any records. So I think that that this is them, like you said, making an example of Doom and going, yeah, see, it worked, guys. And then also future-proofing themselves for the inevitable, potentially inevitable, um, Dishonored 2, like, resounding meh. I I do worry for Dishonored 2, I do. Mm, Yeah. Ever since I weirdly, like, made it before at four of their E3 conference this year. Yeah. And just watching them, like, talk about it, show some gameplay, talk about it, show some gameplay. It was really... And like we said in our E3 episode, up. it just, it, it worked for Fallout because 
Because fucking, if you show anything from a Fallout game, people are going to fucking lose their minds. Like, that's... It also it's worked... Fallout. Like, it worked for Fallout because of how they did it. Like, they did have talking in there, but, like, there was, like, decent yeah, chunks of gameplay. Yeah, that's true. Like, Dishonored 2 was, like, a minute. And then they'd be talking again and talking about the special edition. And also, and too, like... A yeah, minute. Like, also, too, Dishonored is a very, like, for the most part, I guess you could say linear experience Ooh. compared to Fallout. Yeah, you still... In like, terms of, like, yeah. the open worldness of Fallout... And I'm, I know there's like hub worlds and stuff like that in Dishonored, but and you have options, like yeah, exactly. I've but, had to approach a mission, but you still have the given mission. But it's to still do. the same story, and that's what I've. That's the thing I've heard from people who've played Dishonored two as well is that the fact that the fact that you can play with, as Emily or Corvo this time around doesn't really change all that much about uh, except for different powers that you have, which sucks. Yeah, I was excited to play as Emily. Mm. Yeah, but Corvo will probably get the rats. Yeah, he's he is getting the rats. I'm yes. pretty sure. Um, yeah. Emily has something else. Not it's rats. The smoke, smoke, isn't it? Yes, yeah, smoke or swarm related or something. Not rats. Yeah. Not it's not the rats. Um, it's yeah, look, this is a I don't know. I don't know if reviews are like reviews are good and it's a good way to sort of have a bit of a yardstick to read other people's impressions of a game. But to to you know, I don't think you should base everything like it's like, oh the fucking, you know Metacritic's uh, the the Metacritic score for this game is like, you know, 70. Oh, it's, I'm not going to buy it then. Well, like, that's... No. I, th- I think... I always think people are best to seek multiple sources. <laughs> like, with anything, seek multiple sources, make an informed decision, da-da-da-da-da. Yep. But this doesn't inspire confidence, and you and it's no. it's super arrogant to try to twist it to say that it does. Yeah. It when just, it's purely a business decision. Arrogant is the... Yeah. That is the word I've been trying to look for. Like, it just... It's, it's them looking super smarmy and getting up there going, yeah, see, well, we... We did it with Doom, and uh, you all fucking like that game. So, jokes on you. Like that, that's not. It's obnoxious. I'll step into the role of devil's advocate here for a second mm-hmm. and point out to the part where they said that like everyone will basically be playing the same game at launch. Mm. Like that's not. That's probably that's a positive. Like, can you? Like, <laughs> I if, bet you'd love if Sun and Moon were doing that right now. I would. Oh, yes. Right There's oh. been so many freaking Pokemon spoilers. I can't. I don't know how I'm still alive. We're trying. We're trying. Can't uh, remember a couple of weeks ago. So close. Uh, so close. Like, can you imagine if you know how well Fallout works on consoles when it comes out? <laughs> like, imagine how the review copies must be. Yeah, like, it's true. So, like, and obviously, like, I guess it's and that's a whole other issue. With I know it's a whole other issue, but like, stuff. but from Bethesda's perspective, at least this way that the reviewers will be playing essentially a retail copy. So, like, that review will be more... I'm, just, I'm not saying I agree with this stance. It I'm just saying, like, devil's advocate. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the game that is going to shit. Yeah, this is the game yeah. that'll be on shelves. Like, not the game that's going to get its two-gig day one patch. But it'll still and get that, but they'll have it already. The, I guess the ideal outcome from this is maybe pre-order culture can just chill out of it. Yeah, don't... Well, that's that's a fucking topic for... That's <laughs> yeah. a whole other ball game. It's, um, yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to that as well. I feel like pre-orders. Yeah, it's a whole other issue. Like, obviously, if you're really excited for a game, go nuts. But yeah, don't pre-order because of like a hat or a shirt or a statue or something. Or because oh, oh. the dev spent more time at E3 talking about the special edition oh than they, the actual game itself. They spent a lot of time yeah. talking about the special edition for Dishonored Two, and I was yeah. just like, Whoa, not interested, guys. It's just yeah. Again, it didn't work like a Fallout when it was the Pip Boy edition. That, that was the thing. That it was, like, was because, novel. You know what everyone fucking wanted that's played Fallout? Their own goddamn Pip, Pip Boy that worked. What, like, are you saying that you didn't want a Corvo mask? I've I've not played Dishonored, <laughs> so like, <laughs> so, so you're saying there's, that you, there's my answer there. You're saying that you 
did want a Corvo mask. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad yeah, we I'm cool. glad we worked it out. Yeah, with my copy of fucking Dishonored Two that. <laughs> look, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was that's probably, that's the biggest thing that's happened this week, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, look, hey, the hits just keep on rolling, man. With our next topic. Oh yes. Oh. We actually talked about it a few weeks ago or a month ago or something. And but... Yeah, and it has. It is a, a you know checking back in. Where are they now? Story yeah. that does not <laughs> that does not turn out well. So, evolve which recently went free-to-play in a bid to save it, has been given the old yellow treatment. Yep. Uh, 2K took it out behind the shed and, well, it's gone. It's off to the the, the big old farm in the sky. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, they're shutting down. So, from what I could tell, like, the developers were happy to keep going on it. From what, yeah. But 2K was like, was it? It's 2K. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get. I yeah. sometimes get 2K and Take Two mixed up. Yeah, Take yeah. Two is Rockstar. 2K is this. So yeah, 2K seems to have been the ones who made the decision to be like, mm, nah, it's which not is really fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Like, I mean, and again, it comes back to this whole like, it's it, it is heartbreaking for the guys at Turtle Rock because they basically in the the, the post that they posted about it said it's like you know this game has been the last five plus years of our life. Like yeah. you know, we've been working on this for like five years now, and now it's like it's not, it's not gone the way we want. Like we obviously hoped it to go, um, and we're really sad to see it shutting down. But yeah, so one of the developers said, I, I, I quote, <laughs> "This is the life of a triple A game develop. Uh, this is the life of triple A game developers that aren't self funded and don't own their own IP." Right. This is not goodbye. We have lots of stuff in the works that we hope you'll enjoy. So yeah, definitely, it's, they don't own the IP, so they obviously want to keep going on it. Yeah. The two guys are like, nah, nah, sorry guys, Left Dead Three, it's coming. Yeah, well, <laughs> Valve's got to learn to count that high first. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're stuck on two. They're getting there. Like I'm sure they're taking classes. Like they'll get there. <laughs> this is two. Oh, Joel. oh Joel. Three. This oh, is boy. um. The risk reward thing of chasing that esports dollar. Yeah. There's only there's only one CSGO. Like yep. there's only one Team Fortress two. Like, no, well oh, technically there's well, two. Well, there's <laughs> <laughs> oh, does Team Fortress one still get much play? No, oh, idea. Probably, I'm sure there's like a, a niche. It's gonna be a play on Steam. Yeah. But yeah, but like you you're gonna come out and you're gonna be CS or you're gonna be Evolve. You're gonna come out and you're gonna be Battleborn or you're gonna be Overwatch. Yeah, like, that's true. That's yeah. fortunately that's. That's the market. They, we, uh, uh, the way Zeitgeist works is not everyone's going to play. Everyone's going to play one of your, uh, one of these games. Yeah, exactly. One is clearly going to do better, and especially in the case of something like Overwatch and Battleborn, like if you're going to release a month apart, like yeah. that's it's a like that's have, your final nail in the coffin. I have to wonder. Like there was obviously the talk a, a few weeks ago about Battleborn going free to play. Mm. Oh, because Two K obviously runs that show as well with with Gearbox and yep. yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Battleborn's yeah. obviously not in a good place at all times. No. It's, like, it's since not. launch, it's just been in a bad place. Do you it's think that. Randy had some uncomfortable interview, like discussions oh, after this I news broke? I can only imagine he was he was getting ready for uncomfortable discussions. This is one magic trick you cannot perform, <laughs> Oh, Randy. Randy. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot magic your way out of this one, unfortunately. It's not the solution to this problem. It is not. But, um... Yeah, it's I, it's sad I, because I was honestly like, if Evolve came through to play the consoles, 
I was looking forward to trying it out. Yeah, it sounded it's fun. Interesting concept. The whole, but I mean, the whole asymmetrical thing, asymmetrical multiplayer gaming thing is much more prevalent now. I mean, things it's, like Dead by Daylight is good. doing massive, and it looks great. Um, mm. And I'm pretty sure that the you know that Friday the Thirteenth yeah, game the 13th is getting multiplayer similar. to it now, which I assume is going to just be like Dead like, Dead by Daylight, but with Freddy. I'll take it. <laughs> um, no, Jason. Fuck. Oh yeah. no, idiot. So idiot. close to Halloween as well. I know. Boo! Surprise. Uh, can I just roll back very quickly, thirty seconds to the, um, just checking Steam charts really quickly. Evolve Stage Two currently fourteen hundred players. Right. Battleborn about two hundred and fifty. Rough. Rough. Look, the although main... that could be like the dead cat bounce of, a, of yeah, like, everybody jumping it. on Evolve before, <coughs> like they're going to cancel Evolve. I bet want to play it now before yeah. it's gone. Well, that's the thing. Like once that that's that's the thing with like an online game like Evolve. Once the servers are gone, that's it. That's it. Game's gone. The game's gone. Like you're not going to be able to fire up Evolve and be like, oh, play some like you know bot matches. Bot it's matches. like no, it's gone. That game is no longer a thing you can get. Yeah, the digital online future, guys. <laughs> if you had the funding for it. You could do some crazy fun server closing stuff in Evolve. Yeah. Like, there's been some amazing server closing things. Like, yeah. um, Wasn't there a I, Halo 2 one? Yeah, Halo 2 Halo had two one. Halo good. 2 had where they just left the servers on, but you couldn't connect to them. Yeah. So yeah. eventually there was, there was like six people that were still playing Halo yeah. 2 and a month and a half after yeah, it closed. They, like, cool. they left it, like they had their, they had just left their Xboxes on. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. That's they, so cool. And they, yeah. they all got, they all got shit. I've got to look that up. They all got shit from Bungie for it. Oh, of course oh, they did. Like, not, not shit, they, Bungie didn't harass them. They got free stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah, a testament to their, yeah, yeah. Their, their resolve. Um, um, and then like City of Villains, when that closed down, yeah. City of Heroes, that place just got just got destroyed like yep. MMOs generally do yeah, you get a massive that, alien uh, invasion on planet side yeah I think it was the original planet side recently had that whereas basically it was like the apocalypse happened that, that yeah. stuff's cool and like you know there were like meteors raining from the sky and, and I watched videos of people it was like just cutting between different screens of people like running around trying to avoid like these meteors and trying to stay alive as long as they could it was really it was funny but it was also like it was it was good to see like those guys were having a ball and had had a ball with that game for such a long time and giving it a nice send off as opposed to this one which is kind of like nah Pog's pulled yep bye flick the switch sad life support is off now because I mean, the free-to-play was life support, and it's the plug has been pulled. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It was, the life support look, did not help. I look forward to seeing what Total Rock do next, but that still sort of sucks. Yeah, it I, does. I morbidly look forward to seeing how Destiny will die now. Oh, <laughs> Destiny's got wow. a late, well, have, They won't turn it off until Destiny 2's out, like, well and truly, a, and they'd expect everyone to migrate, but they have to turn off the Destiny 1 servers at some point. <laughs> everyone just jumping off. that's going to be a pretty crazy event. I just jumping off the... Yeah, off the, off the tower. Off the tower. On your broomstick sparrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah which you'll, off which you'll definitely still have, because Bungie's going to let it happen, yeah. right? Yeah, right. There's a petition. Now, I think we should have some, some, some good news. <laughs> a bit of levity. This is, a, this is some good news. I like this one. Yui Bowl, the... Uh, Quote very big quotation filmmaker uh, behind such hits as Blood Rain, uh, Postal, um, yeah, yeah, Far, that's it. Far Cry, Far Cry, uh, yeah, a lot of really horrible movies in general, but also some video game adaptations um, from just random games too. Like, like nobody wanted to put nobody wanted Postal as a game, but nobody wanted Postal the movie like. Um, <laughs> no, he's he's been like just off the fucking rails over the last I think twelve months or so, like abusing again big quotes fans um, for like you know 
talking shit and like other people like you know uh, critiquing his movies and 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 giving them a bad rap and all this sort of stuff um he's decided he's giving up he's given up filmmaking he's done he's out he's out of five thousand um and the fucking entire universe celebrated and and screamed with joy um I, look, this is nothing really... There's no real weight to any of this. I just wanted to put it in there. Especially after, like, three wham-bam-bams of uh, just <laughs> horrible, just rough, rough news. Um, yeah, I think we, we all need a good laugh. Um, and if you want a good laugh, I, there's a, there's, I think there's a video that he put up. He tried to oh. put up a movie on, like, Kickstarter or something like that. Oh, and yes. it bombed, obviously. Like, nobody backed it. Um, this is his response, isn't it? Like his, yeah, and he yeah. posted a response on YouTube, and it is fucking hilarious. It's just him berating the people who supported him, like the very few people that supported him, and then everyone else as well. Um, it's out there. If you just search for Yui Bowl and like Meltdown or something like that, it's, you'll be able to find it. The man can't take criticism. Nope. Uh, now he's done. He's done. Thank no, if, God. If you don't like criticism... Just send your movies to reviewers 24 hours <laughs> before release. Ah, there you that's go. it. And that's then, it. by the time they criticize it, it's too late. It's People too late. have seen it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They can't unsee yeah, it. And everyone's yeah. like, no, oh, you watched it. You can't unwatch it. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> thank uh, someone. Yeah, the, the, thank everyone. Thanks, Satan. Who cares? <laughs> Whichever deity. Um, and we're, we're on the up and up with news this yep. week. Now, uh, so, Titanfall 2 came out today. Yeah. As we recorded yeah, this, today it came out. None of us picked it up. I want to. Oh, I bought a Dragon Ball game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to pick it up. I, I actually do. I really want to pick it up. Um, again, I'm more tempted to now. Yeah, uh, because I, I'm interested in the single-player campaign, much like Battlefield 1. That's why I want to play it, oddly enough. But um, Titanfall 2, EA have come out and said, uh, uh, EA and Respawn have come out and said that all future DLC for that game at this point will be d- free. Good guy respawn yep. and good guy yeah. maps, um, you know, updates and things like that. It's all going to be free. Um, now, here's something interesting. Do you think the success of something like Overwatch, a different game in, in a way, but like all of their content has been from from the most part free? I mean, if you don't count like the fact that you can you can buy loot boxes to get extra skins and things like that, but like you know, Junkenstein's Revenge was free. Do you think that all the macro content? Yeah, yeah, it's been free. Yeah. So like you know, it's been it's been content updates instead of DLC. Um, do you think that something like that might have had an impact on this? Maybe like I mean, maybe Overwatch has definitely been getting plenty of word of mouth just in like in general. Yeah, just from us, yeah. you can see it. Like we talk about Overwatch all the time, even when it's, I'm not playing. Overwatch. It's impossible to <laughs> you, you can't poke a stick without hitting and some that, sort of Overwatch news. Yeah, and that ga- that game's got microtransactions for loot boxes, but all characters and modes are free. Yep, like. But again, this is something that Blizzard has been doing for ages. Very like true, they, yeah. they support their games. True. They patched Diablo 2 last year. They did, know, yeah. <laughs> no, not even last year. They, I'm pretty sure it was like three oh, months, it been, a couple yeah. months ago. It was really recent, they, yeah. They, yeah. They support their games like crazy, which is fantastic because they... I don't, know, I don't know if they emotionally value their player, their player base. They definitely value the value of their player base. Yeah, exactly. And they, re- they seem to respect them. They know how to um, keep them on board, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because StarCraft 2, like that, obviously they split that game into three different campaigns and they took forever to come out. Yeah. But at least it didn't go 
half-life episodes yeah exactly and it was, it was yeah it was like an event for that though that, that was yeah. a thing and it was almost like a, a entire they, new game they, coming they, out. they literally are in terms of in terms of the single player campaign at least they are pretty much full games there. yeah and if you i'm fairly certain like i could be wrong on this but i'm fairly certain that if you are playing a game say if you only own the first version of that game mm-hmm. of starcraft there's multiplayer units that you don't get Okay. But if you're playing a game with someone who owns the like all three co- versions, like all three both both all three volumes of that game, you get access to the full library of units. That's awesome. I'm fairly certain that's, that's how it works. That's pretty cool. Uh, or, or very similar to that. But they introduce like co-op mode and all this stuff just gets patched in. Warcraft obviously just content update every time they see something good. Hey, Bejeweled, that's cool. Put it in the game. Yeah. Pokemon, put it in the game. Yeah. Like, and you don't pay for that. You Plans pay for the, zombies. You pay, yeah. Yeah. Plans for zombies. Put it in the game. Who cares? You want to run a little castle? Put it in the game. Whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. keep coming back. Pay your subscription. Like, <laughs> yep. like that's yeah. maybe debatable because it's a subscription thing, but it's still constant content updates, and that's what I'd expect from it. Yeah. Exactly. Ro- I- rolling back to, um, to the Titanfall thing, I wonder whether this isn't more EA saying. Well, we're probably going to charge for Battlefield. That's okay. That's what I was going to say. I was, I was saying, what if this was sort of like a mini experiment by EA? Battlefield came out last week. Yep. Timefall Two came out this week. They're both shooters. They've got a good campaign. They've got good multiplayer. They're both enjoying lots of buzz. And it's like, all right, let's see which does better. Do we yep. make? Do we do better if we just have a season pass with Battlefield, or we just get free DLC from Titanfall Two? I, Which goes better? I look forward to EA's smug response, a la Bethesda, going, yeah. <laughs> "Well, we made both of these available a week apart, and the paid model worked better, so fuck you all." Like, that's, no, that's not how it's going to go. Because fuck you all. Or what you said, I've had Activision, and Activision's like, "We don't care. We already made our money off COD." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, look, yeah, I, I also think another factor is too that. They did charge for all their DLC for Titanfall 1, and the player base of that game dropped off super quickly mm-hmm. because the, the, the game wasn't... Well, the game lived by multiplayer. Like. Yeah, it lived by multiplayer, and then once you once you had your fill of it, there was nothing new to, to yeah. get out of it. Um, like, no new maps or anything like that were going to deliver anything new to it. That's from my like what I've, I'd heard from people who did play it quite extensively when it came out uh, and then dropped off super quick. Um so yeah, I, I think that might be them just going, look, it's almost future-proofing a little bit, going, well, if our player base drops off, we're not we're not doing the whole spend money to make money thing, or we're not going to make money in the end. If that makes sense. Well, because um, at this point, like, I, I didn't pick it up, but it's it's good to know that down the road, if like, you know, I get a new mode or a map, but I'm like, oh, that looks really good. Yeah. I can just go pick up the game and yeah. pop and it in and be like, cool, I got the map, I'm good. I'm absolutely, look, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up at some point. Like, I, I, the single player campaign looks really good. It looks like it's going to make me cry a lot because I know that robot's going to get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's your big hero six, man. Yeah, 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 the fucking See, big, oh, God. I'm in it because just from what I've heard from the campaign, it does some really cool stuff with the traversal and the movement. Yeah. Yeah. Which is obviously the, one of the best things in that game. Um, the beta, I love it. Has anyone heard anything about like length of the campaign? No, not yet. Not no. specifically. I'm sure you could look it up. Yeah, because I well, that's the other thing about Battlefield One is I want I want to play that campaign because that sounds. We were talking about this earlier on tonight. It sounds like the way to do the the, the best possible way you could do a story driven campaign set in that time oh. is having these vignettes of uh of stories about these people, yeah, these characters, these people. That was my primary concern when they announced Battlefield 1 and they've got, here's your, 
I don't even know what the guy's name was actually, but here's your club holding like title character with the mm. cape and everything oh, standing yeah. dramatically on the trench. Like John um, something. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the battlefield character. Yeah, and uh, and you get a statue of him if you pre-order. And <laughs> like a John reason, Battlefield. Yeah, John <laughs> Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, John John B Fields. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, my concern there is how could you possibly have a hero shooter set in that war set in the most like oh. not just an inhuman meat grinder of a, of a war but a war of which we have so few primary sources yeah like there's yep. not there is some footage and stuff and there's written stuff and you've got all quiet on the western front da 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 but it's not like Vietnam where we where they took camera crews everywhere it's not like even like World War Two where you had constant updates from our boys on the front yeah like, and it wasn't like that's the thing because you said hero shooter the word hero is the big thing there like that's there was, called, there like there call was, of duties are hero shooters yeah there's no there was well the, one there was no in the great war like i mean there were here like heroes yes yeah. because everyone was a hero there but it was just there was there was no heroes or villains it was just it was a war it was just it was fucking brutal. death and Brutality and yeah, awfulness. Just, just, just a two sausage minces pointed at mm. each other. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it and like. But everything I've heard about the campaign, I'm really starting to respect the direction they've taken. It with seems it. like they hit the nail on the head yeah. with that. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see like, at that point you brought up about being like a Honestly, control test of just, like, I, what it works. could be interesting because they come out so close and like because that was the thing I was immediately questioning. I'm like, Battlefield One there and Titanfall Two a week after. That feels weird. It to me. really made Call no of sense. Duty I mean, Call of Duty is like, like a sword of It's like next week like going, oh, I'm coming, guys. Yeah, and I've got Modern Warfare One. Yeah, yeah. Well, people have already got that, so they've got the single player. So they've got the single player, not the multiplayer. Yeah, cares about the multiplayer. Except know. for me, I probably care. I played Modern Warfare One, and it was great. I like the single Modern, player. Modern Warfare One is a good campaign, and two as well. The end of two was cool. Um, no rush, and I could take a leave, but. Um, yeah. Remember three? That was not good. I didn't. No, I don't because I didn't play it. I played it with my with my friend here. It was not great. Oh, the um the the the, the, the horde mode survival. Yeah, thing, the horde mode that was, was pretty crazy fun. Like that was good. Apart from when our lives were ended by dogs, rather oh, than us. Hey, Activision ended by dogs. Activision release zombies as a standalone thing. They'll never do it because do it, please what. What we'll pay for it? They have nothing to gain from that. That's like true. like cutting up their game into smaller stuff. Because like really no, true. just buy the full package. Give us more of your money in one hit. <laughs> That's really true. Then you're more more likely to go to each different thing. Mm. Uh, or if, if you I want it, you've still paid full price yeah, for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just want... So we've already gone. Go cool. Got your money. See ya. Nintendo rules. You just don't discount because it's a premium product, and you know people pay for it. Exactly. Wow. Nice. Nice. Uh... Segue there, good sir. Because <laughs> uh, our final bit of news this week. One could um, say he uh, made the switch. He did make the switch. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Turn it all around. Anyway, um, so we had there's a report that came out, uh, or a you know a rumored report, a rumor, a rumor that that the Nintendo Switch is going to have a 6.2 inch. 10-point multi-touch display. Um, now, that was the thing about the trailer that we... The, 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 what are they called? The video teaser or whatever the preview, they call it. The, the preview trailer. preview trailer, that's it. Um, there was no touching whatsoever. Um, touching I, was not good. Touching. <laughs> I find this, this whole situation hilarious because all Nintendo were trying to do is have a focused video of it's just like, look, you can play games on this. 
You can play games on your TV. You can play games outside. And everyone's going, does it have motion controls? Does it have a touchscreen? And like, no. It's like, you guys fucking... Hang on. You guys went oh nuts when God. we put gimmicks and shit in before. And now we're just trying to give you a dedicated gaming machine. But and you're might, like... That might, might have the gimmicks. But we're going to talk about that later. Just, yeah. just look at... It's, it plays games, guys. Oh, God, it plays games. Speaking of... <laughs> it plays Skyrim. It can play Skyrim. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Bethesda Maybe. won't say it will. Because Bethesda doesn't want people to wait for the Switch version. They're like, we're going to wait 24 hours before that. Uh, I want to see their mock-up boxes that have the Skyrim cover but question mark at the end. <laughs> Skyrim? Um... It so, might come to Switch, maybe. Speaking of, like, you know, later on, it's, uh, and, and knowing the full story, like, we're going to get the full... Uh, release of information essentially on the 12th of January 12th uh, of January in Tokyo yes Nintendo so be... it's going to be at Nintendo Direct is it or they haven't really said oh, how they're delivering I don't know it they said it's going to be like an ev- they're making an event out of like okay. sounds of it yeah, like, so they, it's be, it's they also said that like not like close like after that date they'll be offering media a chance to try it out like around the world like in Japan in America in Europe in Australia so, yeah, that's when it's all going down. Yeah, January 12th. Mark your calendars. Could have waited like another couple of weeks and did it on my birthday. That would be nice. Come <laughs> on, man, guys. Man, man, maybe maybe the oh, yeah. surprise reveal is it's coming out on Joel's birthday. For Joel! Oh, and go. here's Joel's oh, switch. Oh, oh. <laughs> here's Joel's. They made one. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Having said that, I saw they also basically, they seem pretty clear in saying they'll, they plan to ship 2 million switches. By the end of March? Yeah. Which people are like, is that enough? Mm. Mm, two million is not much. And does that mean... Yeah, is think, it... Yeah. I mean, it could. it's either like the obvious thing, which is always just like, <laughs> scarcity. Did you get your Switch? Yeah, exactly. Switch. That goes everyone talking about the Switch. I'm looking mm. at you, Amiibo. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Apple. You know, well, Apple it. started this. Well, <laughs> but Apple don't even do that, that much anymore. I know, no, like, not it's, anymore, it's, but it was kind of a thing. Because you can, like, you can pre-order it and yeah. it's all good. Like, that's, but yeah. yeah. But well, you can true. pre-order it. That's the main thing. You've got to pre-order it's it. True. You can you remember. You those pre-sale numbers you down. Can, you can remember. Okay, I'm outnumbered here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Android. Yeah. And, and... My phone's uh, a piece of shit. It's, it's, <laughs> it still works mostly, uh, but yeah, like so. That's really exciting. They, were, they teased us, and they were like, "Here's the full reveal." Please. So long away. It's so far. I know it's not really, but it is. It feels like it's very. Well, just... What's if it comes? It's basically what could end up being maybe a month and a half, two months before the thing comes out. Before we actually have hands on it, um, it's exciting times. Uh, look, and about the whole. Um, 6.2 inch screen that looks about right from what you yeah. can tell from the and I'm um because like I'm looking at my 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 7 plus my iPhone 7 plus and that's supposed to be I think 5.5 inch so 6.2 would be about that I think it's roughly the same as the gamepad's screen size ah, yeah well that makes sense just obviously done Without in a way that isn't fucking, ugly yeah giant frame border I just it. I oh it just looks nice yeah it does it looks like a nice console um and the 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 touching thing I like I think we all expected it. It had to be. Like, it, if they got rid of that, it wouldn't be bad, but it'd be like, oh, okay, that's... You, okay. It, also, it, also, it would be like, okay, we're admitting that touch is a mistake. Uh, yeah. Instead of only admitting that second screen was a mistake. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's definitely not second it's screen. A single screen experience. Um, the thing that is interesting, like, and I, I like the idea of it including touch, is it opens up the possibility that their mobile games will come to it. Yeah, exactly. Like Mario, Run, probably not Pokemon Go unless it's got, like... How much battery are you going to have? Well, not even that. Just like if it goes like 3G. If it's got a 3G. And and we know how that went. I'm looking at you, PlayStation Vita. 
well, no one bought that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah. It would be a bad move if it had some sort of like 3G connectivity in it. I mean, it doesn't, like I was just mentioning, go like definitely like, I could see Mario Run coming to it and stuff like that. Mm. So that, that touchscreen thing makes sense. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, and, and I mean, like touching wasn't a bad thing for Nintendo. It hasn't been a bad no, thing for the DS. The only bad thing about it was, and I know why they didn't do it, was I wanted multi-touch. Yeah. But multi-touch at the time would have made, driven up the price. And yeah, exactly. Nintendo likes to not do that. Cause... But it seems now, well, well, potentially, if everything is to be believed, like the, the, the price is... They're listening. They're, yeah, they're exactly. listening. They're listening to what people are suggesting and what they want. But I still think, you know, it's not going to be cheap. But it's not going to be too expensive. I, I, think, think, it's, it'll I be... think it's going to be reasonably priced. Yeah, I think so. 3 to 350 I'm glad we've got touch on it because then I can maintain the the dear hope in my heart for a switch world ends with you i just want oh. another i just want another world ends with you squeaks why won't you give it to me we've got to release kingdom hearts again no they are do oh. we've got to keep doing that i know and you know what you know what the world ends with you characters are in one of those oh my god kingdom, kingdom hearts 3d which is i think is is it in 2.8 or is it i don't know in one of the re-releases Fucking... freaking neku and joshua <laughs> and I got the girl's name and they're in it and and, and all my pins <sighs> no not the pins all <laughs> the pigs talk about a game that was ahead of its time it was amazing what? that game's great it had it has got killer soundtrack the gameplay is interesting Square Enix stop being so zeta slow <laughs> yeah. oh so zeta slow um so just le- leveling up <laughs> and evolving pins by trading yeah. them by passing by someone else who's yeah. playing world ends with you by walking around all stuff that you yeah. expect to see in a lot of like in, in maybe like, in like a street pass feature yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, just do it, Square. Like, I'll buy it. I'll buy two copies if you want. Give, give, um, me, a, give me a forty-nine dollar Street Pass game, whatever. Call, yes. call it World Ends with you. This is the World Ends with you too. Is this just Street Pass? Yeah, cool. Done. But you have to scratch yeah. the bottom screen a lot. My my oh. uh, my DS Lite's t- bottom screen is not in good Mine's shape. Uh, my, yeah, that between that and WarioWare Touch, like that. Whoa, rough. Yeah, it's seen better days. The style is certainly dug into that screen occasionally. Um, but this this Switch talk. And about uh, and, and I guess all of that talk about marketing and things in this episode leads us to our first question. Uh, it comes from uh, Maddo. Maddo asks us, "Do you think the Nintendo bottom verse, I mean Switch, is gimmicky? The commercial was a bit cringe as it tried to shoehorn outdoorsy real-life moments while with playing video games, which seemed really ham-fisted and unnatural. Not to say that it can't be done, but in the commercial it was kind of embarrassing." What do you guys think? Um, my first thought is that all these kinds of press release video things are always ham-fisted. They're always cheesy. They're always, like, to an extent, cringeworthy, I guess. This was probably one of the better ones that I've seen, to be honest. I, like, it... it... I mean, it was a preview t- trailer. Like... Exactly. It was, it was, like, you know, we saw the console. That's what we wanted. That's... Us personally, that's what we wanted. And we saw what it does, in a way. Um, I don't know, what do you guys think about it? I think the, like, it definitely, I can see, I can see the points that he's raising. Like, yeah. you know, it's understandable. I, I, what I, my main takeaway was, from watching that preview trailer was, it wasn't really made for me. No. Like, I was buying a, an NX, a Switch, whatever you want to call it, exactly, day yeah. one. But like, if you were someone who maybe had a Wii, Dropped off in the second half of its lifespan when it was just 
shovelware, shovelware and yeah. saw the Wii U and was like, oh, I'm staying mm. away from that. Not touching that shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly felt it was more sort of a way Nintendo going, hey, look, guys, we got a console that plays games. Let's run a Skyrim. There's games. There's and games. also there's a Zelda. And also here's Splatoon because that did really well. Yeah. And there's a new Mario too. Yeah. And Mario Kart. Five seconds of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what, I, that's what I sort of took away from it. I, But yeah, I definitely, like, you could definitely make an argument for... No, no one's really going to use their switches for that stuff, for sure. No, 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 no. It was just saying you can do this. You if can you, if you, you wanted to. Won't. The functionality is there. But like, I mean, there are times where I feel like I, I, I in my head, I could. Oh yeah. Be seen doing that. I mean, like we're going to PAX next weekend. This time next week, we'll be like in like the the midst of PAX. We'll be in fever. queues. Um, like, <laughs> like so I mean, but that leads to the point. Like, yeah, we're exactly. in queues. One yeah. of us got a switch. We sit down in the queue, waiting to get in to see fucking I don't know. You kidding me, man? Like, queues at PAX are going to become Switch parties. Yeah. They were already Street Pass parties. Exactly. But that's what I mean. Like, Street Pass parties were fine. You got these little mini games that you play, and they were great. You get your puzzle pieces, all that sort of stuff. Imagine if we were sitting down, we played, like, I don't know, like, fucking Mario Party or something like that. Or, I'm you not know, playing Mario Party on Switch. I'm gonna, I'll snap my Switch in half. I'm no, kidding. no. From. From is a supported partner. <laughs> From Software. If they give me Dark Souls in a queue... Dark Souls Go. Yeah, Dark Souls I, was, Go. I, I was talking more of like a more like you know multiplayer sort of situation. No, you play multiplayer. Uh, Dragon Dogma. I, I want it. <laughs> what? What? What's that? Shut up. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm also thinking about. Imagine if you had Dark Souls on a queue on your Switch, and you were just like, you could tap a thing and be like, in, like invade freely. Yeah, and you start invading just people, people nearby. That it leads like, to punch-ons in lines. Yeah. Like it's. It's full look, on actual you play, fights you play Dark Souls you know what you're getting into that's true yeah. it's, it's understood or Monster Hunter Switch Monster Hunter like Monster Hunter sounds yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like even like Animal Crossing as well like yeah. I mean go like, visit people's houses nearby exactly you could do it on the 3DS as well but being able to I don't know do it more better <laughs> more better more better more yeah. better stick that on the box yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, it, do, do it, it more switch. better is the podcast title <laughs> do it more better that's it that's that that is absolutely the and podcast it's also, title it's also going to be on the back of the animal crossing switch box no it's just on the box of the switch Nintendo oh switch. okay do, do it, it more better do it more better yeah um, yeah marketing is always it's tricky and ads are always they, they present the products in a particular yeah. way. Cle- cleaving, cleaving back to the actual, to the question, this is marketing. This is yeah. aspirational yeah. marketing. You're not just selling your product by showing exactly what it does. You're showing it in the most desirable way, like is in upmarket apartments populated by attractive millennials who have rooftop parties and they take their Switch to it and they yeah. can hear people calling them I'm from so, the other side of the rooftop. I'm, to the point I'm where sick of people bringing Switches to my rooftop parties. It happens all the time. Get I, off your damn kids. Like. Before we started recording tonight, I found out that there is an entire subreddit dedicated to that woman who they have named Karen, affectionately. So there's Antisocial Karen... Who has now become a meme of of the Nintendo Switch? Um, there is a Reddit, there's a subreddit that has like o- over a thousand readers on it. It's it's just it makes because me laugh just, so much. Or because she took her Switch to a housetop party. Yeah, exactly. A rooftop party. It's like, oh god, <laughs> Karen, we're trying to have conversations here. We're at a party. <laughs> we're enjoying life. We're outside. Um, but yeah, no, I think look, we're not saying we're not agreeing with the fact that like you know that. That's the way marketing is, and that's that's the right way. Like we're not saying it at all. Um, I, you know, I would like to see like a more realistic. But what would it be though? Well, like what, what is realistic? Okay, like... hang on. Well, that's what that's that's one thing I want to bring up. 
I think it started off pretty damn realistic, actually. That guy in a dark yeah. room playing yep. Zelda. That's yeah. going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to have all the lights off. With and I'm, I'm going to ignore my pets and loved Heck ones. Yeah. Like, hey, he went to take him for a walk to the park at like two down. in the morning. <laughs> and like, sat down and played some more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be me. Like, that start of that video was me in like three or four months' time when that thing comes out. It was this hyper realized version yeah. of what the, the system can do. I think my big takeaway was I was real. I was happy to see Nintendo sort of at least go a different market approach than what they yeah. did with the Wii U. It was, that just didn't work for and them. And that's the thing. It was very clear. It was, They're it, leaving it have, that brand behind. It may have been like dumbed down. It may have been cheesy. It may have been ham-fisted. It may have been all that kind of stuff. But you walked away knowing exactly what that fucking thing does and what they were trying to get across. It's the Switch. It plays games on your yep. TV, on and the go. Ch- and yep. it goes chink. And it's oh, not... sound effect. It's not the Wii mm. and it's not the Wii U. Those names are nowhere. It doesn't look like a toy. I love that It looks like effect. a nice piece of like... Like hardware. I was listening to sorry. I was listening to Cool Game Cool Games Inc. later earlier on today, and they were talking about the Nintendo Switch, and they were saying like how like one of them wanted just like uh, all the sound effects on their mobile phone to be that clicking sound. Yeah. yeah. On the thing, like yeah, my, my Look, message notifications, like oh, oh. Things so. clicking in feels good. Yeah. <laughs> that is the subtitle to this podcast. <laughs> Do it more better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! But seriously, though, like just that, 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 that set. Like, I don't know how you really say it. Like when something just clicks together, yeah, it's satisfying. Satisfying. When something clicks, yeah, Um, it just clicks. It clicks. I I think. I think that ad answered that the trailer thing answered every question that it could have, except for the ones that we are asking now. Where's my Metroid game, you bastards? At the at the end of the first at the Wii U reveal. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, that looks interesting. I'm like, what is it? Does it have a yeah. console? Because yeah. they only showed the gamepad. Does kept... it have a console? Does it take discs? I Does remember. Because they kept yeah. saying, the new controller, the yeah. new controller. And... I, I am excited to take my Switch to an airport and meet a leggy blonde, because apparently that's how it works. Hey, yeah. But, yeah. Like, back look, back look, back right. And then he sat down the plane and played Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it sorted out. His <laughs> life's organized. <laughs> and he's like I mean, fucking chill as in that. Yeah. He's just like, I mean, what's up? He's chilling back. You know, Give it about... 15 minutes when the guy next to him wants to go to the toilet he's got to click it back on and pack it up and move the tray back up and then put yeah. it back down and instead no. you know come back through like it's gonna happen fuck that guy fuck hey, he, has to, he has to hold it in you fucking hold it till I finish this boss I'm playing play. Skyrim guys yes yeah. and he's like whoa and the guy like instantly knows he's like oh he's playing Skyrim he's in his business <laughs> fuck um yeah I I'm sacrificing that guy to Molly Bob <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah so I don't know it's I think it, it did it did its job. It served its purpose. I know what the Switch is now. Yeah, I know what the Switch is. The, I won't those, use it like that, but I don't know what it is. Those minor details, um, like about like battery life and stuff like that, will, will come on the 12th of and, January. Yeah, and, that, and I think in, particularly in the instance of people who are asking questions like, do you think that, that, that the ad was not very well targeted? The second part will be targeted for you. Yeah, the exactly. second part will be, here's the details, the here's what's in it for you. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're talking games in January. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see a new Metro game, you guys. It was, a, it was it's gonna a, happen. It was a commercial, like it, that's the thing. Like it was, it was a, a commercial, and commercials are always hyper realistic, like do you like re- hyper stylized. Sorry, it's not hyper realistic. It's um. Do you remember the uh, we would like to play ads for the Wii? <laughs> oh, do I ever? I there fucking love it. Guys, just rock up in the house and go. We, we would, would like, like to, play. and it was always unclear. I was like, what? Are you coming to that house and going, we want to play with you? It's like, well, I don't know who you are. Or yeah. or, or is the Wii console itself a sentient being yeah. who wants to play with you? Like that's, See, I don't know. That's what I want. That's what I want to believe. There's all, there's all your, your 
beautiful generic nuclear families made up of models uh, in their in their perfectly appointed Better Homes and Gardens house. Like, exactly. Yeah. The, if if they correct up my house, they're like, we would like to play. I'm like, I got to find a PowerPoint. Man. <laughs> like, Where am I supposed to put this thing? What's this? Blue tack? You got blue tack? They rock. Up. They rock up at my house, and I'm like kicking my two cats to get back and like, get the fuck inside. What do you want? You we? What is what? What, what is this a fucking console come on yeah sure come in just step around <laughs> the bags of rubbish like fucking whatever well, I got the controller around yeah. there playing, <laughs> like, playing, yeah. playing games um yeah well, I hope that that uh answered your question Matt. I hope it did it justice yeah thanks thanks man it was good it, it was it a really good to, question it was a really good question and, and it was something that sort of you know I, I think there's a few people have been talking about I'm no marketing expert so no, you probably shouldn't listen to me at all. Anyway, all, we we are literally her duh, duh, We like video games. That's that's basically us. But, I'm gonna play Zelda in a dark room when it comes out. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's the way that's the way we think about things. Um, in terms of that that video, yeah, like I said, I it yeah, was it was a lot of views. It, was, it has it was pushing twenty million last I saw. I'm, I'm up to like four or five at least on that night. At least just pushing that. Um, but yeah, thanks, Mato. Um, really great question. Really great conversation. Conversation starter. It's good. It's good. Um, that leads us to our final question this week from none other than the classic Sean. Sean gives us another question. Uh, Dialogue options faithful. Yeah, he is. He is our ever faithful host, Joel and Clary, and our ever faithful question giver, Sean. Uh, so Sean asks us this week, what are your top literal game changers? Games that for one reason or another stood out to you as an important step in the video game landscape. There's, um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in this, I think. There's a lot of things. Um, good question. It's it is a really good it's question. A, it's a loaded question. You can unpack that loaded. however you want. Exactly. Like, you can it, spin that to talk about Dark Souls however you want. <laughs> <laughs> I can spin that to talk about Super Metroid however I want. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for me, the, one, the, the obvious one that comes to mind, like generally, in terms of literal game changes was Super Mario 64. Like, that was a literal game. Change. It changed the way that you played the Mario franchise. Like, it well, went... It, it did. And not only that, it also... It was probably the first game that I picked up as far as 3D goes. Like, mm. 3D movement. It was just like, oh my god, it works. It works. <laughs> it actually works. It yep. can be done. It, it is. Yeah, it's... Like, it's... That, that weird, awkward trident controller. Yeah. Like, somehow, Mario 64 works it, it's, it's hard a, to go back to now but at the time it was amazing how much that game just made 3d movement work as a as, as and platforming as well yeah well i mean it's it didn't work for sonic oh god <laughs> nothing no. works for sonic these days i know um, but like at, at the time like when the two mascots went 3d like that was that was that Mario was the start it. of it that was the start of like yeah. sonic and sega's downfall i guess but um yeah that, that's the first one that comes to my mind but I mean, like like you said, Brendan, this question can be taken as in like what personally do we think in 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 us as a person what shaped us uh, or like do you mean in general as like the whole industry? Shaped industry, like if it's a game that shaped what I, that what I would expect from games or what I thought about games, I'd have to go back to like System Shock One. Yeah, not because not because I can't stop talking about System Shock One, <laughs> but because it was a game that. Even though in hindsight, fully scripted, like mm-hmm. everything you do, like, but the game responded to you. The game would, it would like, your your opponent, Showdown, would respond to things that you did, cameras you blew up, like traps that you disarmed. Yeah. She would she would change passcodes on you and be like, did you really think I was going to make it that easy? 
um, or put something in the middle of a room like the classic doom trap with the blue armor at the end of the hallway yep. and when you go down there she, you get an email from you, you know, new email from Shodan you're like oh better read that before I pick this up and it just says welcome to my death machine <laughs> and then traps everywhere and you're like oh you bitch so like it gave you the illusion of like the, the that but it was the, playing against you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was, was it learning. was good level design. Yeah, but it gave me the impression that it was learning and it was predicting where I was supposed to. Be. Of course, it was. It was where I had to go for the for the <laughs> for the game. But when you're playing through it for the first time, um, and you're working your way through these horrible sort of survival horror sort of um, levels with voice acted audio logs which are everywhere now but at the time it was fully voiced audio logs on a CD yeah. like on your CD-ROM was fantastic you got emails from Earth being, being like how's things going are we dead yet yeah but <laughs> uh, yeah that was that was a game that basically turned me around and be like wow I'm actually maybe I'm not the only thing maybe I can't expect to be the only thing with agency in these games right yeah which That's was cool. really yeah yeah it's really cool what are you Karen anything for you my answer's not fun. It's not It's not refreshing. It's not new. It's just going to be Super Metroid again. Yeah. It's just... But what, why? Why? Just because prior to playing Super Metroid, you know, we had, you had your Marios. You even yeah. had your Zeldas where it was like, cool, I'm the hero. I'm, yeah. jump, I'm jumping on Goombas. I'm killing Octoroks. Jumping getting coins. Getting coins, adventuring through the overworld in Zelda. But you play fucking Super Metroid. You, you hook yourself into that world. Like that theme music starts playing. On that title screen, yeah, just eerie. It yeah. sets, a, it sets a tone, like you go through the text and you get <laughs> the last Metroid is in <laughs> captivity, the, the galaxy, peace. And you're like, well, okay, all right, fair enough. But then, like, you sit down, you get to this, the, the space colony. Everyone's dead. He's kind of like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> when you get into the room, you see the you see the Metroid. You're like, oh, that's a baby Metroid. Let's go pick it up. I can't sort pick of. it up. Can't pick it up. I guess I'll leave. Shit, Ridley's here. And then from that point on, like I was hooked. Like Super Metroid yeah. had like dragged me in and gone, "Molly, go you." It was a very <laughs> cinematic opening yeah. to a game, which we probably weren't used to. At no, the time. not at all. Like yeah. it, again, like it just it set the tone for that game. You get to the planet surface, and the music subtly sort of kicks in, and just the way it, it changes as you go to different zones, and each zone has its own feel. Man, that was the first game that really made me feel like I was in that world. Right, yeah. It, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Super solid theming throughout. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This sucks you in. I, Man, one of my favourite soundtracks ever. It's, yeah, it's a really solid soundtrack. Um, I would argue Overwatch. Overwatch, like, I think in Interesting. terms... Interesting, bold claim. I, yeah. no, no, Interesting. I'm, okay, like, hear me out. This might, be, this might be a stretch, but I... I well, this could be personally for you, like. Well, but but even still, like I feel like, on a personal level, but I feel like I'm not the only one who's experienced this. Like competitive shooters, the barrier to entry was always super high. They yeah. never appealed to me because I was like, I'm not going to be that good. I'm just going to step in. Cool, I'm a lot. I'm dead. Spawn dead. Spawn dead. Spawn dead. That's going to be me, and I'm not going to have fun doing that. It's not going to be enjoyable. So why would I bother? Overwatch, after playing that beta, I was like, I felt like I felt helpful in some way, shape, or form. I might have had a terrible match, and I still do to this day. You still have awful nights where you just do sh- <laughs> fucking terribly, but you you still feel like you're helping, especially when you're playing in a team with other people that you're communicating with. You feel helpful regardless. Your class feels useful. Everything feels, and that feels fun. Um, 
And then sometimes you boot into a game of Overwatch and someone starts flashing the Reaper character at you. Yeah. And then five of your team choose Reaper and you go, cool. It's yeah. one of those games. Leave match. Um, <laughs> no, but like, it's what I mean. Like, but that's just a testament. You, you've only got to look at the player base for Overwatch. It's still, I mean, there's obviously been some drop off, but not enough that it's been reported on. Like, if anything, it's probably had a few more people jump in. The more the people have like, you know, you have someone like us that we, we go and say, oh, Overwatch is so good. Oh, and then the person you're talking to is like, oh, but I'm not really into competitive stuff. And we're like, neither will we. Ne- we would never touch like a Call of Duty or anything like that. Like me personally, I would never touch the competitive or even the multiplayer side of like a Call of Duty game. I wouldn't touch it with a 40 foot pole. So I know how that would go. I'd be like, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to have fun. But there's something about the characters, the world that they build in that, um, and the fact that it was accessible. I think really changed it. I mean, my fucking wife's playing it. She's never played a competitive shooter in her fucking life. And now she's swear like cursing like a sailor while she's playing competitive matches and having a ball with it. Like like and she's got stories to tell. I come home from work and she's like, Oh, I had this amazing match and rah 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 and she's like using like lingo and, and it's it's awesome. Like I love that. That's that to me is a game changer. Like it it, it changed the way I personally and I know for I'm not the only one who feels this way. Uh, the, the way that I look at competitive online shooters. That Blizzard magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like, Blizzard are up there with Nintendo when it comes to making stuff like that's this true. happen. Yeah. Do you think that's a um, that's like Overwatch exclusive? Or now that you've played Overwatch and enjoyed it, do you think like, eh, I could play some Battlefield 1. Like, maybe I could try some Titanfall. Do you think, it, do you think it'll translate? Yeah, I think it does. Because I, I mean, I jumped into the Titanfall 2 beta and I really enjoyed it. I jumped into the Battlefield 1 beta. I didn't enjoy it. Um, just <laughs> World because... War 1's not meant to be fun. No, 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 no exactly. But, but I didn't, I, I don't know, I didn't spend enough time with it to really yeah. get used to it. I've never really played a Battlefield game, so it was all new to me. And it was like, whoa, this is a lot. This is a lot to take in. The, the thing you need to remember with Battlefield is like, when you boot up a, a multiplayer match in Battlefield, like, you're not, it's not like your Titanfalls or your Overwatches where like, you're not going to get immediate sort of stuff. It's the slow burn of just that a battle of that scale like just yeah. taking just destroying everything like yeah. raising buildings and getting in tanks with your buddies and rolling forward and capturing yeah. points and crawling along the ground desperately trying to survive Battlefield has some amazing multiplayer you just have to you need a good team you need that's a good squad. true yeah I mean look, I'm, I'm definitely open to trying it um, and I'm pardon me even more open to trying it especially after Overwatch like and now I'm like cool I'm, maybe I'm not so and for me personally it's the same thing that I have after playing Bloodborne I'm like oh right that's and I've spoken about this before oh right I'm not entirely shit at games like I'm not completely inept I can actually play these things and I, I, I proved that with Bloodborne I played through it and I had a ball with it and I loved every moment of it I think that's my favourite thing about the From Games being a notorious like notorious and renowned for having a high skill level or a high barrier to enter or something mm-hmm. but actually being absurdly fair yep. when you get in there because then you realise like they're, they're really great for your self esteem yeah. when you take down a boss and you can like drop oh, the control man. and be like double fingers to you mate yeah. like, not, so, yeah. not, not so much for the blood pressure sometimes not like, so much I mean, for the yeah. blood pressure and not so much for the self esteem when the same boss is just pounding you into the ground so, time and time again it doesn't have like sometimes it's just an enemy yeah an enemy yeah. is just beating you you're like you're it you're a you're, you're just, just some a scrub. You're nothing. You're nothing. The boss is over there. I can't get to the boss because you're killing me constantly. I've killed you. I killed you thirty five times coming past here, and now you've wrecked me four times in a row. I'm shaken. <laughs> um, 
one other one too that I feel as well. I've got another one actually. All right, um, the three DS. That was that was a game changer in terms of the fact that they made glasses free three D work. Say what you will about say what you will about that. It worked. It, it did. did work. It might not have worked a, super well, but it worked. There's a slider there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it worked. It worked out of the box. You got mm. it out and you went, huh, okay, they did it. That's See, cool. See, that, that, that that's impressive technically. Um, my pro- probably, my, for, for industry change, for, mm, okay. for industry knock-on change, I like the 3DS, that was great. I didn't use the slider. I didn't, yeah. 3D doesn't work for yep. me. It does work for me. In a nausea-inducing way, yeah, but right, yeah, it functions, yeah. Um, but I would say a World of Warcraft because you can pretty much draw a direct line from that through everything up to now. And World of Warcraft is still here, yeah. Despite everything, like everything that's cut, tried, thrown itself against it, the number of MMOs that have thrown themselves against that tower, so yep. claiming to be the next thing, and are now dead servers and and, and like character corpses and not um, even the next thing like it was always touted like they were always touted as the, like the wow killer yeah the like new wow killer the, yeah. the, the smart- number the number of game and like developer corpses that that game and that and that blizzard have crushed underfoot is it's ridiculous the same for cod really yeah like yeah. When, whenever ea when it went up against call of duty yeah and, and, and they would just go they would just go okay what have you got that's better incorporate that we're just going to incorporate. We're just going to absorb it and incorporate it into our next game, and then suddenly you don't have a killer feature it's, anymore, it's, and we're still oh my Call God. of Duty, Activision, yep. Blizzard, or Majin Buu. Yeah, basically, <laughs> Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z. All they do is absorb. Oh God, yeah, they've got to be stopped. <laughs> but then the second one, which is basically you can draw two straight lines between one, like one bringing you straight to Overwatch, which mm-hmm. is World of Warcraft. Yep. Um, the second one is Wii Sports. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Wii Sports broke the industry wide open Wii Sports put turned Nintendo back into a powerhouse Wii Sports put a goddamn sensor bar on top of every TV in the country and is now about to sell you a Switch yeah like, it's true Wii Sports not only did all that it made the two console the two hardcore consoles go shit we need to do motion controls yeah like it's, and they completely missed the boat and on they it. did Fucked well they missed up, the point yeah. of it as well yeah. I yeah. think they missed the like, boat they missed everything yeah. and then here comes like, Sony's using their necromancy on the move controller for yeah. the VR. I was going, oh, VR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. With, with, the, with the move, not the, the VR move headset, control. the move controller is like... Speaking, actually speaking about VR and PlayStation VR in particular, it could, yeah, well, it's happening, Kyron. It could be. We're playing it next week. Oh, we're playing VR. We're playing, playing VR next week. Um, yeah. Booked in. Yeah, we're booked in, all three of us. We're booked unless in. Sony, packs, we're unless we turn up and Sony goes, fuck off. Go, lol, JK, get out. That <laughs> was a prank or trick, um, No, you can play it, but only one eye is working. <laughs> no, it's a, he's a lanyard. Like, yeah. It's a raffle when you didn't win. Yeah. Um, any other game changes, guys? No, like the next one I was going to say was definitely just for Wii in general. Like, yeah. I guess yep. like, as a, back on, like, back on the Nintendo train, mm-hmm. you could you could say a slight Nintendo game changer was definitely Splatoon. Yeah. Splatoon was just like, a wake-up call. It's like, oh shit, Nintendo not only can make new IPs, but it's it's probably driven some fresh blood into Nintendo. Like, the not everything has was, to be by Miyamoto. And the fact I, that it was prominently featured in the Switch commercial. Well, like, yeah, exactly mm-hmm. that too. I, I wish it would, I wish I could super agree with that being a game changer. I wanted it to be a game changer. I wish Splatoon had like, no, it's had like a it, was a, it was a Nintendo game changer. It was, yeah, it was like a Nintendo. I'm not saying it was Nintendo. an industry one pivot 
Like, yeah, yeah. But I, I wish it was more important to Nintendo. It was. This, yeah. Uh, they got Amiibos. Yeah, got Amiibos. When, you, when you go uh, to Japan next year. Yeah, I'll check it out. Well, the Switch will be out by then. Exactly. So and Splatoon so was Split- Splatoon. No, as the soundtrack was Splatoon. Oh, yeah. Splatoon, yeah. <laughs> It'll be, I don't know. But Splatoon was definitely big. Yeah. I'll fight anyone who disagrees. <laughs> Not oh. really. I'll fight you in Splatoon. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well... Thanks for your question, Sean. As always. As always. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Sean, you're great. Um, let's put a pin in it, I reckon. Yeah. Let's that... pack it up. Um, before we do, we said before we were talking about PAX, we are, all, all three of us are going to be at PAX next weekend. Um, we are going to be wandering around. Um, if you somehow know what we look like, come and say hi. Um, yeah, we're going to be... You, if you don't, just at the account i guess yeah and, yeah yeah um, twitter is like um one of them will be saying. like stop harassing me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah we're, we're going to be wandering around like i said we're going to be playing vr on sunday we're, we're, we're booked in with sony to to and that's not because of like we're we're like you know super media cool savvy guys we literally <laughs> were just on the internet and they were like hey you can book in for a session and we're like yes please it could be you um, and it might be you as well yeah exactly so um we're going to be wandering around doing some stuff. I'm going to spend a lot of time at the indie, indie pavilion. I'll be at the Nintendo booth. Yes. Just sitting there hoping that I'll be playing Zelda. And if not, I'll be crying in a corner somewhere. It's all right. Well, you go give him a hug. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're also going to be doing, I think we're going to do a couple of episodes over the weekend. We oh. haven't really sort of formula. Oh. We haven't sort of like set out the formula of what we're doing. Um, but I think we're going to have a lot to, to discuss about what we've seen. It's going to be like throwing stuff at the wall and we'll see what yeah. sticks. We'll see um, what happens. We're, we're hoping to maybe even like sit down with some indie devs. Um, so if you if you know any indie devs or if you are an indie dev and you're going to be at PAX, um, yeah, we want to have a chat with you. That'd be awesome. It's not not anything crazy. We just want to talk about your games because um, there's some really interesting stuff out there that I want to look at. Oh, I want to see in Space again. Oh, are they going to be there? Good. Oh, like I don't that. know. I hope they are. I saw a big I list. I saw that Hacknet's going to be there. Oh, hello. And there's a DLC <laughs> coming out for that. I'm so excited for Hacknet. Dungeon League's going to be there. Looks of it as yeah, well. Yeah, Dungeon League so guys obviously are obviously awesome. go there because Dungeon um, League is fun. Yeah, so that's going to be that's going to be the next few weeks of content. It's going to be a lot of pack stuff. Um, so yeah, strap yourselves in, lads and lasses. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You want to wrap this one up? Oh, sure. I forgot that's my job. That's your job. That's, that's my your, job. That's your jam. So, thank you for listening to Dialogue Options this, this week. We hit episode 20. Like we're, we're, we're 2-0 now, and we hit over 300 downloads this week, which is probably not a big deal, but I like it. Yeah, we're, it's we're a good. There. It's we're a good well. number. 300 is a good number. And Karim, we're, we're, like Dialogue Options is going to be old enough to drink in America next week. I was going to say, yeah, it's already old enough to drink. We'll, yeah, to, to we'll, be, on full li- we'll be on full license oh, God. by the time... <laughs> I've, I've played racing games you don't want that <laughs> I'm terrible at them uh, but as always if you want to reach us or talk to us or continue interacting with us you can find us on Facebook and Twitter we are at Dialogue Options in both those instances or individually if you want to follow us you can always follow me at LemonManX uh, my good friend Joel here is at Jolly Mac and as a, as a spanner in the works what are you Brendan? I am at Brendigo with a zero at the end. I fucking love that. (laughs) Brendigo. (laughs) Love it so much. Uh, But yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. We'll probably, you'll probably hear our voices next week. Uh, Until then, our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux will take us out. Strike witches get bitches. 
Yeah. Catch you later. See ya. See ya. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. No, yeah. Oh, thank I'd you, like... Brendan, for being here as well. We should probably say that as well. So. Uh, I guess. I'm just I trying to sneak in some it. gratitude. <laughs> against your will. Dude, thanks, guys. I no. guess. I guess we'll leave this in. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Or just cut me straight out. Th- thank and you. Then, and then harangue me in the next episode. Fuji <laughs> 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 died on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> no, uh, thank you for being here to talk Dark Souls DLC with me because yeah. Joel got rid of his copy like I a did. scrub. I did do that. Sometimes we make sacrifices. Yeah, we do. We what do did that. you sacrifice it for? Overwatch. <laughs> See, that's paid itself See? off, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has. I've definitely, I've definitely battled. Rob, you have Dark Souls DLC. Um, but yeah, awesome. Alright, this time. See ya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>